Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Here we go, middle of the week. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for being with us. Glad to have you along for the ride in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sports book at Time Out Lounge. You want to be a part of the conversation? I hope so, because we want you to be a part of the conversation. Best way to do it, on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. So much happening at C Spire. Great deals, at always, but a way for you to protect your children. If you're a parent, you already know your kids are online for everything. That's why C Spire is providing award-winning parental controls from Bark. Free with any C Spire wireless plan. Learn more at cspire.com slash bark. Hey, guys. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Yeah, thank you. You don't believe you don't mean that, though, Borky. Hey, kind of do. Oh, do you? Yeah. Thanks. I learned something about myself last night. You were working, so you didn't get the opportunity to do what I did. Or what I didn't do, I guess I should say. So, very clearly, everybody knows whether or not you like him or hate him, the State of the Union delivered by... President Joe Biden was last night. Generally speaking, I'm a politically engaged time person. Time out, time out. Did you see that hate that gentle turn of Hey Dad's face? Yeah. Like, and like here we all go. the color washed out of his face. He's like, Borsky's gonna talk about something political, and he just like yes. lost all emotion. Yes, I am. So all right, carry on. Carry suck on. it up, buddy. Um I'm a politically suck it engaged up, buttercup. I'm generally a pretty politically engaged person. I, I read news, I listen to political news podcast. Obviously, this network that we're on has a bunch of politics. I watch historical political events, elections. I watch inaugurations. I watch State of the Unions. I I try to be as engaged as possible. Mm -hmm. Last night, I chose not to. And it's not because of who it was or anything. I just chose not to. I am so exhausted by political discourse that I chose to watch baseball and basketball instead. Do you realize how much better my night was? <laughs> how much happier I was last night when I went to bed knowing I didn't watch a second of it. I watched baseball and basketball. It was so much more enjoyable. That ma- Does that make me a bad citizen? Maybe. No, Hey Dad says no. that makes you like him. That's exactly how you should be. That's. It was just, great. Just, whatever they're saying up there, it matters not. Just... Let them, let them, let them, let them go. Well, that's not entirely true, Mr. Haydad, that it matters not. It actually matters quite a bit to you and your yeah. rooting allegiance, your loyalties. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Aren't you a Chelsea guy? 
Well, that's I, I'm not watching the House of Commons. I understand, but, yeah. but 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 part of the squeeze that's being put on by the American government of Russian oligarchs has led Roman Abramovich to confirm that he is indeed selling Chelsea, and on top of that, out of the goodness of his heart, he is not going to call due the loans that he has made to the club. By the way, I don't really understand how you loan money to a club that you own, but I digress. Uh, regardless, if he wanted to, he could basically cause, if I've read things the right way, if he called due the nearly $2 billion worth of loans that he has made to the club and mm-hmm. said, you have to pay me back, Chelsea, as it exists as a football club, would cease to be. It would, it would. But and, and yet, that's not going to be the case. Out of the goodness of his Russian oligarchy heart, he has said, I'm not going to do that, and I'm going to sell the club, and the proceeds of the sale are going to go into a charitable fund to help victims of the war in Ukraine. Yes. It's really weird, that guy. Like, evidently, I don't know what he does behind the scenes, right? Don't know he could be the worst person ever. His public-facing persona is like one of the best owners in all of sports. Never mind that he cares about his club and does everything he can to win, which fans love. He, uh, you know, he puts a lot of money into anti-racism. He, when the pandemic was going on, he donated a lot of money and donated their Chelsea's facilities to the English National Health Service. But when you're tied up with Putin, what can you do? Yeah, I, it's funny you say that. I've actually thought about that a lot. I'm like, of the whole like money grubbing oligarchy class. Roman Abramovich, that's a good-looking guy. He's, he's pretty personable, yeah. kind of outgoing, very public. I mean, I get that he's got like a 500-foot yacht and, you know, what, I mean, whatever. And I, I'm sure his gains were not all from, like, you know, pulling up his bootstraps and going to work every day. He didn't start a lemonade stand. You know? No, I've actually read some about him. And the things that you don't know that aren't public are not necessarily all that pretty, but that is the case with much of... Anyway, so yeah, it does have an effect on you. I guess is all that I was, I was getting to there. Hey, Dad, I can't. You may get a cheapskate owner next. Good luck with that. Oh God, please no. Who owns the Miami Marlins? Hopefully, they buy Chelsea next. No Americans. No Americans buying Premier League clubs. That's what we want. Is it still Loria? Because I uh, he sold it, didn't he? Yeah, because I remember when they built the new stadium on the site of the Orange Bowl, and they were averaging like 3,500 people per game. People were calling it Loria Magic. So, Bruce Sherman. Yeah, let's hope Bruce Sherman buys it. <laughs> That'd no. be great. <laughs> Jeter's out of work. Maybe he can run the club. Yeah. What did I ever yeah. do to y'all? What did I do? I don't know. Um, thanks for being with us this afternoon. We got baseball to get to, right? I mean, you had baseball yesterday. Mississippi State in Starkville gets a win. Over Grambling. Speaking of Chelsea, three uh, two winners. They advance in the FA Cup. Time, time has uh, has run out in that match. It, yes, I think we've got to read this dad joke that we just got texted to us. Okay, I love a good dad joke. Hit Th- it. This is very much a dad joke uh, from the six six two. No name attached here, but <laughs> uh, the joke says, "Did you hear that Biden had to go to the ER for gastrointestinal issues? They said he can't stop Putin." Oh, that's, that's tough. You know, that's tough. Oh my god, I can't believe I think it's funny. 
I've got three little people, 11, 9, and 4. Two girls and a boy. Gender does not matter, and the age does not matter. They all love a joke that's got, you know, poot in it. Yeah, of yes. course. They are big, big fans. It's really hard not to laugh around them, right? You're almost yes. laughing at them laughing as much as yeah, anything, yes. but yes. they take that as a cue to, yeah, to do, uh, just keep going. So we will, uh, we'll unpack some baseball from yesterday and we will look ahead to today's games. And the reason I say we'll unpack it, I think we've got some takeaways. Mississippi State Grambling, State wins it two to one yesterday. They get two runs on five hits. Ole Miss wins 10 to two last night over ULM. And you might look at that and be like, oh, it's another directional school. It almost continues to play nobody, and they won by eight. They scored double-digit runs. Ho-hum. We'll learn more when they play somebody. And I'm not saying that you would be altogether wrong for that assumption, but I think there are a couple of things that happened in that game that specifically tie into Michael Borky on Monday Saying yep. this is a good team, and yeah, they're elite offensively, but there's some things that they've got to get better, or sorry, at which they have to get better. And it was almost like they were listening and went check and check. So we'll get into that coming up next. Also, Ole Miss playing ULM again today. Uh, they uh, four o'clock first pitch, what, a little over forty five minutes from right now. And then there's a uh, a matter of a game tonight in Pearl, Mississippi. The Golden Eagles, the University of Southern Mississippi, and the Mississippi State Bulldogs will tangle tonight at Trustmark Park. Scott Berry told us on Monday it's a big game for them. He's like, look, it's a big game, period. But he's honest about the fact that when Southern Miss plays Mississippi State or Ole Miss, sense of urgency is a little bit higher. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for for a resume-building win for Southern Miss. It's also an opportunity for Mississippi State to show that they can play against a good team, and Southern Miss will be clearly the best team that they have faced so far this year, and uh, see if they can play well. See if they can swing the bats. We will get into that. Mississippi State has a basketball game tonight. Ole Miss played a basketball game last night. Say what? What? State plays basketball? State was included on Joe Lenardi's bracketology. Now there were 10 teams in front of them before you get to the last four out, but a win over Auburn jumps a few of those teams. Yep. They'd go up. They'd go up. And... See how that goes. The single worst broadcasting technical experience of my life less than 24 hours ago. I'll have the deets. We'll be back.
from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. That accident on 220 southbound just before Highway 49 still got traffic slowing down. Use caution when driving through that area. Otherwise, no other traffic accidents or slowdowns to report. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Outlander at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Get high style without the high price. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today, starting at $26,095. Get up to $3,500 over book value for your trip. During the spring sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get thunderstruck. MSRP based on Outlander ES2WD. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply to retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 331.22. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in, in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they all are. I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried. <laughs> I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. When your gears aren't doing exactly what they need to do, Coleman Taylor Transmission is the one for you. With 60 years in business, our professional ASC certified technicians at Coleman Taylor Transmission have the experience and training to provide automatic transmission repairs, rebuilds, transmission flushes, and much, much more. And ask about our free towing and free diagnostics as well. Call 601-355-8526. 601-355-8526. Or online at ColemanTaylorJacksonMS.com. That's ColemanTaylorJacksonMS.com. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. Beyond the headlines on Middays with Gerard Gibbert, weekdays 10 to 1, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. How do you like that? I love it. On Super Talk Mississippi. things to come we are uh, we're going to get a NFL combine update as well hey Dan I'm gonna let you do the name 
Stefan Krasnick. Krasnick, who writes the Daily Journal, right? Correct. Yep. He is in Indianapolis, and uh, will talk to us about some of the Ole Miss and Mississippi State guys that are uh, that are there for the combine, what he's heard, what he's seen, and uh, what the general vibe is like. So that's uh, that's coming up to start the four o'clock hour. So because on some of our stations, Ole Miss baseball coverage will uh, will come your way at the bottom of the hour. Let's talk Ole Miss baseball for a second. Then we'll get to Mississippi State after that. So. Ole Miss wins 10-2 last night against ULM. Ten runs, nine hits. Gave up two runs, a run in the first, a run in the fifth. That was it. Gave up eight hits. Normally when I give you a line score, though, there's a third category I give you. Did not intentionally right there. Because Ole Miss did not make an error in the game last night. So, Borky, if we rewind to the conversation on Monday, it was this Ole Miss offense is good. However you slice it, they're good, they're proven, they're returning, their names you know, they've proven against good pitching, they've proven it against bad pitching, it's just a good lineup, and they're going to continue to be good. Doesn't mean they won't have a slump, doesn't mean they won't run into a buzzsaw on the mound at some point along the way, but it's a good offense, we know that. We thought it was going to be a good defense, and yet they made 11 errors through the first six games. And they were four of those games were shortened, so it was only like 45 innings of baseball where they committed those 11 errors. Yeah, it was not good. They were fielding in the 930s. But last night, and we asked Mike Bianco about it on Monday. He said, look, he said, I'm, I, it's, it's one of two things. We're either not very good defensively or we're not very focused defensively. And because I think we're a good baseball team, and I've told you guys as much, I'm going to assume that we're not very focused mentally uh, on, on the defensive side of things, and hopefully – we can get that squared away. So they have an error-free game last night, which kind of shows you what they're capable of. right? They, they're not going to play error-free baseball for the rest of the season. Obviously, it's part of the game. Everybody makes errors. But you don't need to be making four and five a game, or two and three a game, or two and three in an inning. you got to get away from that. may have cleaned that up a little bit. And then on the mound last night, and, and Borky, I was not able to watch this. I know you watched the majority of it. You think Ole Miss got its first dominating pitching performance of the season? I, I do. And if you look at the stat line, it, it doesn't just jump off the page at you. So it was four complete, struck out nine, uh, had one walk, and, and that walk did lead to a run. Um, and the second run that he is credited w- was actually a cheap little ground ball single in his last inning. And then Mike Bianco took him out of the game, and the guy behind him gave up a couple of hits that led to that run. Um, and, and I'd be willing to bet, I don't know if Mike talked about it after the game or not, I'd be willing to bet he took him out early because he intends on using him this weekend and didn't need to throw anymore. But this is what I was talking about on Monday. Hunter, uh, Elliott, uh, Hunter Elliott was the, was the starting the, the freshman from Tupelo. Hunter Elliott, this was the, and it's, it's very early, I understand that. But this was the first start that Ole Miss has gotten where the pitcher looked overpowering. It looked like their opponent, which is a lesser one, but that's all they've played this year, didn't know what to do when he was pitching to them. They looked overmatched. They looked overpowered. Uh, he threw multiple pitches for strikes. He was locating his fastball, which had good velocity. His breaking pitch was sharp. I mean, wearing the same jersey as Doug Nikhazy, has got hair flowing out of the back of his hat like Doug Nikhazy, and pitches... Like him. Now, drawing those comparisons for a freshman after one start, 
is unfair to the kid, but I can see why people immediately went there beyond just he's got long hair and literally the same jersey on throwing from the left side. He pitched like him. Sat low 90s, pretty good breaking ball. And he was electric. That was electric stuff. And that's the first start that you've gotten from Ole Miss this year where you had that. And remember, this is his third appearance. After Derek Diamond came out of the game against VCU, Diamond pitched five innings, struck out two. Elliott pitches two innings, strikes out three. So it's not like this is some one-off. He's had electric stuff even in the cold against VCU last weekend. This is what I was talking about that they were missing is somebody that looks overpowering. And last night, that was overpowering. That was dominance. And you haven't seen that. And I wonder if, you know, maybe, I don't know if it's a struggle or whatever happens this weekend or next weekend, that you don't see him on in a weekend spot. Because that's electric stuff. And you haven't seen that yet this year from a starter. You might. You might. Of course, probably losing a game would factor into, oh, we're going to make a change on the weekend, because they haven't done that yet. I mean, they've, it's so far, it's been, it's been all the right buttons being pressed. Um, hey, Dad, you know what a good formula to win a baseball game is? Good pitching and good defense? Well, yes, I will accept that answer. I was going a little more specific. Striking out 17 and only walking three while your po- opponent strikes out three and walks 13. That will win most games. It would have to be an anomaly to not win that game if those two you, you, things are true. You would need to have about six errors to lose. Uy, uy. That was the case, though. Uh, three strikeouts by ULM as a staff. 13 walks. They didn't hit any, any batters. so That was good. No freebies there. Meanwhile, Ole Miss pitcher struck out 17. Nine strikeouts for Hunter Elliott, the starter. Riley Maddox in relief had one. Matt Parento didn't pitch very well. Walked a couple of guys, faced three batters. Three, he couldn't, couldn't find the strike zone. And then Jack Doherty comes in at the end, and he pitches the final three innings and picks up a save because of the length of his outing and strikes out seven and does not walk a batter. So pretty good stuff there from Jack Doherty. Yeah, and that's the next layer. I was talking to somebody about this this morning. You know, what do you do? Because the weekend pitchers have not been bad, like you said. I mean, what, what can you do? Derek Diamond... On Friday, only struck out two, but he didn't give up a run in five innings. So what do you do with that? He's not giving up runs. You can't move him. You can't bench him. He's doing exactly what you asked. he's been there. Right. And that matters. Um, But somebody asked me about Doherty. And for some reason, I I would like them to move Elliott or give Elliott a weekend look because of the stuff that I saw last night was electric. But so was Doherty's. But for some reason, I feel like you should keep Doherty as your bullpen option, your closer, as opposed to giving him a weekend shot first. I don't know. I I wish I could tell you why I feel that way, but I think Doherty's role is perfect for him, and his stuff is elite. It's. I mean, he's really good for for a young pitcher. I don't know why I feel that way, but I think keep him in his role, and if things go wrong this weekend or next, give Elliott a shot on the weekend. I don't know why I feel that way, though. Remember Jack Doherty was on... uh... He was on his way to redshirting last year, and they needed him and called him out of redshirtville and said, hey, we need you to start a midweek game or at relief pitch and then start a midweek game, and he was good and uh, ended up being a factor down the stretch for Ole Miss. There's one other story, I think, that is emerging for uh, for this Ole Miss team. So a year ago, we watched T.J. McCants play baseball. We're like, oh, there are a lot of tools there. Freshman can swing it. 
He didn't think about power. Just thought he could hit. And he was making the transition from shortstop for his entire life to the outfield. And it probably shaded the way you looked at him because he was learning how to play in the outfield in real time as he were wa- we were watching him as a true freshman in the SEC. Never done it in his life. Hey, kid, go play outfield. And he took some bad routes. And there wasn't great arm strength. But it's almost like when you've got a guy that's really, really talented and really, really athletic, if you have him stick with something, he gets better at it. And not only has T.J. McCants been better defensively, he started all seven games for Ole Miss and has gone 10 for 19 to start the season. That's a 5.26 average with a double, a home run, seven runs batted in. He's slugging 7.37. He has walked five times. He has only struck out once, and he is four for four in stolen bases. Those are all SEC numbers. Sample size, I know, I know, I know. Like, I'm, he's not going to hit 500 for the year. That's what I'm talking about. Probably not going to be perfect on the base paths. But that's a really good start to the season for T.J. McCants. And it shows you why he's got to be in the lineup every day. Yeah. Why he's either in center field or in right field every single day. And the job that Calvin Harris has done, filling in for Leather or for uh, for Dunhurst in his absence, he's played in six games with five starts and he's hitting six hundred. Pretty good stuff there as well. Yeah, you, death taxes and Mike Bianco having a catcher room, if you will, that is stocked with high level players. That's just what yeah. he does. So I, I got to be honest, I'm really excited about this weekend, uh, seeing Ole Miss on the road for the first time against uh, a UCF team that got two in Oxford last year. See how the weekend goes. Let's talk Mississippi State when we come back. Bulldogs get the win over Grambling, although it was a close one, and they've got a big game coming up tonight. We'll do that next in the Pearl River Resort Studios. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 75. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 40. Your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 77. Thursday evening, partly cloudy, low around 46. And for your finally Friday, a beautiful day, mostly sunny conditions, high all the way up to 79. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. This portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. 
current cleaning provider show up last night? With the current labor market, you have to trust your keys to those that care. That's why it's time to change to Janet King, the king of clean. Trust your keys to our local franchise owners and our 35 years of experience to make sure your building is clean and healthy. For your clean and healthy building, go to JanieKingCleans.com. That's JanieKingCleans.com today for a healthy building tomorrow. Janet King, the king of clean. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Sports are an adventure. Whether it's a tackle, collision at home plate, or cross-country ankle roll, Mississippi Sports Medicine's Urgent OrthoCare is ready for you. Our subspecialized surgeons team up to take care of your injury and get you back to peak performance. 18 surgeons, 6 subspecialties, and 1 focus. You. So when your sport throws you an injury, head to Mississippi Sports Medicine's Urgent OrthoCare with locations in Jackson, Flowood, or Madison. Open Saturdays in Madison. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A long list of candidates would like to represent Mississippi's 4th Congressional District. The qualifying deadline was 5 o'clock March 1st. Incumbent Steve Palazzo intends to run. He'll be challenged to run on the Republican side by Jackson County Sheriff Mikey Zell, State Senator Bryce Wiggins, Carl Boynton, Clay Wagner, Raymond Brooks, Kidron Pearson, and Aiden Patrick Johnson. Democratic challengers include Johnny Dupree and David Sellers. The primaries are coming up June 7th, and the general election is November 8th. City leaders in Ridgeland are opting out of the state's medical marijuana program. Their decision means there won't be any facilities for growing or selling in the city for now. A provision in the legislation allows counties and municipalities to opt out within three months of when the bill first became law, February 2nd. A couple of other cities plan to discuss opting out. Glugstadt will have a public hearing on the issue next week, and the mayor of Madison is apparently reviewing the law. Hello, I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer. And being selected as Mississippi's Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy, and they were raised right here in America. So please make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com. The Gallo Show and Middays with Gerard Gibbert will be live from MEC's Capital Day on Thursday, March 3rd at the Mississippi Trademark. MEC Capital Day will feature legislative updates from elected officials, legislators, and business leaders so that you can find out what's happening in our state. To register, go to MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. He doesn't accept the narrative. He questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo. Every single morning from 6 to 9. Super Talk Mississippi. 
No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time on air and online at supertalk.fm. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Say that again. Please say Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Sorry, poorly timed joke, completely inappropriate. On Super Talk Mississippi. And you know what? That's better than the uh, alternative outcome of losing two to one to Grambling. <laughs> On this, we can agree, correct? If you disagree with that, you got some some mental issues. But it was only two to one against Grambling, and perhaps therein lies the rub. Mississippi State played a clean game defensively. Did not commit an error. Clearly, they pitched it well. Only gave up one run and five hits. But what has been a little bit of an early season trend continued in a big way yesterday. Chris Lamont has told us on Monday that we're figuring out our ball club. And I would point to this message that we got on the ceasefire text line just a few minutes ago from Chase. I'm hoping Lemo rolls out a lineup tonight that makes all state fans go, oh, okay then. And it becomes apparent he was obviously tinkering with the young guys and our real lineup will start tonight. Or by the weekend, I hope. That's from Chase in Columbus. Who do you think? It, I don't think Justin Foscue and uh, Tanner Allen are walking through that door. Who do you expect to show up that hasn't played yet? I don't. I don't. I don't know where you're going there, Chase. I say, who might he be referring to? I have no idea. Considering the young guys have been a couple of better hitters, Aaron Downs has, has gotten a couple starts in a row and has gotten some hits. Hunter Hines has been a, a pretty decent hitter, uh, but. I mean, I don't know who he's expecting to, to show up and, 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 you know, take, take, take charge by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So what did you take away from yesterday? That something is just not clicking for Mississippi State at the plate. And it's, it's, it's been going on since the start of the season. And I don't quite know what it is. Granted, they, they, they face some really bad pitching. And you would think you'd be able to jump all over that, but they haven't been able to. And that makes you worried that when they face good pitching, they're going to be struggling. And they're going to face good pitching tonight in Pearl with, with Southern Miss. So, you know, and people talk about, oh, well, you know, it's cold and the bats. It's cold in Oxford, man. It's cold there, too. In Knoxville. And, and, no, in Oxville, yeah, it's been cold there. It's been cold, you know, I don't know if it's cold in Baton Rouge or not, but, I mean, other teams are hitting. So I don't, I don't, I don't never, I never buy into the whole, you know, the weather. This is, this isn't, you know, football and it's snowing outside. So state's got to get the bats going, and you know, so many guys that you expected more of, you know, Kellum Clark has, he doesn't have a hit, doesn't have a hit yet. Um, you're not really seeing power from James. James has one home run. Hancock, I think, has one. Logan Tanner has one, but. 
they haven't been as consistent game to game as you might like. Um, Brad Cumbus is your leading hitter. He's playing great baseball. Yeah, but you know they got to figure out a way. They got to figure out like four or five more guys in this lineup to hit like that. When you look at Mississippi State's total offensive numbers, they're um, they're not lovely. They're hitting no. two sixty eight as a team through eight games. And with... that's that's eight games against. I mean, Long Beach State, eh? Northern Kentucky, Arkansas Pine Bluff, and Grambling. Yeah. Not good. Brad Cumbus has got three home runs. Tanner Leggett has got two. And then you got a handful of guys that have single home runs. 11 team home runs through eight games. Mm. 38 walks, 58 strikeouts. It's just that the numbers aren't great. And baseball is a game that is numbers driven. Chase says, it's called wishful thinking. I'm quite aware that they aren't just sitting there with eight guys ready to take the field like a line shift. Literal takes only from now on. Got it. (laughs) Sorry. Hey, Dad. (laughs) How much of this... uh, Look, uh, we heard, you know, the day before opening day, uh, we're not thinking about the national championship. We're focused, all this stuff. How much of this can be attributed to the fact that they are hungover from winning a championship? I mean, it's a phenomenon that happens in sports all the time. It would not be unique to Mississippi State to struggle out of the gates the year after you win a championship, especially when it's the first one in the school's history. This isn't Nick Saban's Alabama where they just keep winning them so it doesn't matter. I'm going to watch film on the plane. This is a little bit different. Is it as simple as... They're hungover? They weren't focused because they put national champions on the wall, and it's easy when you look at Long Beach and Northern Kentucky to see that national champions on the wall and not take it seriously? Are they not going to be a a good-hitting team, or is it somewhere in the middle? What's the truth here? Hey, Dan says that that, that Tanner Allen's the best player in the history of Mississippi State. That's what I say. That's Hey Dad's argument. I mean, we talked to Everett. He had a different answer for that. You you polled 100 Mississippi State baseball fans, and you might get a dozen names for best player in school history. Yeah. Here's what I think Tanner Allen did, though. I think confidence oozed out of his pores. He was looking for the opportunity to be at the plate in a big moment to deliver. And I think that confidence rubbed off on the people around him. And before it was Tanner Allen, it was Jake Mangum in that exact situation. Because we had the conversation. You remember the conversation we had Borky last year a lot was who's going to fill the role that Jake Mangum has played on this Mississippi State team for the last three and a half years? And not only that, Richard, but they had other guys like, like with Mangum, you had Elijah McNamee who relished the big moment. Yeah. You had Rowdy Jordan with Tanner Allen relished right. the big moment, loved to be up there. In Just not moments. in March, or February and March. Right, February, March. No, what, what, what big moments are in February and March for college baseball? None, I would submit. So now, I mean, you got to find one guy, let alone a second guy, who you know, game on the line, wants to be at the plate, and they we they haven't found that guy yet. And, and I don't even mean game on the line. I just mean 
I'm wondering if at this point of the year, not saying it won't happen, that maybe at this point of the year, Mississippi State has not found its leader, that everybody rallies around, that comes up with the big moment, comes up with the big hit, that everybody believes in, that everybody's got confidence in, and that confidence kind of goes out across the way and, and rubs off on everybody else a little bit. And maybe that person emerges and maybe it doesn't. And, and look, I don't know that that's the answer. But, Borky, you, you were asking that question a second ago. You know, is, is it because they want to change? I don't think it right now has anything to do with Well, we won a title last year, so that's all that matters. Or we can just roll them out there and we'll win. I mean, maybe there's an element to that, but I think that exists anytime you play Northern Kentucky or anytime you play a SWAC school and you're in the SEC. I think you expect to go out and just win, period. But I don't think that's what Mississippi State's issue has been so far. That's that's the thing right now is this is, we we all know this is a talented baseball team, they're playing poorly, and this is what happens when you do that. Everybody's scratching their head, wondering what you know, what's the issue, and it's just not something you can just put your finger on. They're just playing poorly, and like you said a couple of days ago, you, we could look up in a couple of weeks and they've rolled off nine, ten, twelve wins in a row, and we're wondering, yeah, you know, why were we so down on this team a few weeks ago? But they have to do that. They have to to snap out of the, the, this this. Uh, Haze that they're in right now. Tonight's Punk. a good opportunity to do that. Big crowd in in Jackson, and 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 an opportunity you know against a you know an in-state rival. Uh, you know that a deep good side, team. By the way, while you were talking, was you know how good the weather's going to be tonight? Oh, it's great! It's fantastic. Ooh. And it's, and but this is an opportunity. Maybe you know playing in a big game in front of a big crowd. Against a good team like this, will get them going. But at the same time, if they play like they've played the past few games, Southern's going to beat them down tonight. It's going to be a, a great win for the Golden Eagles. It's going to yeah. drop from seventy-two to fifty-six from start to finish of the game. That's awesome. Yeah. So it'll be chilly at the end. You probably better bring a jacket. Bring a light jacket. Bring a little pullover. Probably a better idea to wear long pants and short pants. But you know, what? What do you do? You. But it's a whole lot better than the, when when the high last Saturday was forty one. <laughs> gross. Hey, that was gross. So big game tonight. Big game tonight. Especially going into the weekend against one of the hottest teams in college baseball. Tulane is smoking right now. Yeah, they, they were a top ten RPI team the last time I looked. So they won a game this past weekend. Or it may have been the midweek. Either way, they won a game recently where they won twenty-three to one and didn't hit a ball over the fence. That is hitting the baseball. That's 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 being productive. That is hitting the baseball. And my guess is that's not happening when you're playing station to station. That's a lot of doubles. Yeah. We'll wrap up the three o'clock hour when we come back. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. 
Little bit of normal congestion downtown Jackson. Otherwise, traffic's moving smooth on 220, 55, and 20. If you see a traffic problem, be sure to call your local law enforcement. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217. Madison Cellars, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Cellars Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. It's Ford Truck Month. Now's the time to get a great deal on the only trucks built Ford Tough. Work or play, get after it in a new Ford F-150 or Super Duty truck. Get behind the wheel of a new Ford Maverick pickup. And get after any adventure with deals on Ford Ranger. Take advantage of our best offers on the full Ford lineup of trucks. But you better get going. These deals won't last. Get to Ford Truck Month. Let's get after it. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Calloway's has a large selection of fresh trees and shrubs. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tank is always a better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's is. This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's The Augusta You Can Play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed Par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay-and-play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tee time. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi.
the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk Mississippi. Against Southeastern Louisiana, Tulane won 23 to 1. 23 runs on 16 hits. There were eight doubles, eight singles, 10 walks, and four hit by pitch. I mean, 14 free passes is, you're going to lose almost every time. Yeah, it doesn't always mean you're going to lose by 22. No. But you're going to lose. They lost. Uh, Southeastern did. No triples, no home runs. Is that a fun game to watch or no? No. If you're a Tulane fan, it's a great game to watch. But. Speaking of, if you're considering making the trip, they, uh, New Orleans, I guess the last city on earth to have a mask mandate, will be dropped tomorrow morning. So, Oh, really? It feels like Surely it's the last. Some of the, the California cities in New York are still California there. beat them. I think Hawaii is... is after, but anyway, if you're making the trip, that's one less thing you got to worry about. That uh, goes away tomorrow. Ooh, ooh, speaking of masks, flight crew today on the Charlotte to Memphis leg, real serious about masks, all the way from checking it. So I went to Columbia to Charlotte this morning, which is it's 85 miles driving. They said it was a 20-minute flight, and it took like, 14 minutes. Like, wheels up to wheels down. I just laid back and closed my eyes. I was like, oh, wow, we're really here already? Okay. That's fantastic. In fact, the, the, like, not even joking a little bit, from the time the wheels touched the ground to the time that we actually got to the gate to get off the plane was longer than the time we were in the air. It was like 25 minutes versus 17 minutes. That is the height of luxury. Yeah. Uh so, get off the plane, go to Charlotte. And I've got the, the mask that I wear. Here it is. Right here with me. It's one of these, uh, the, the company from Auburn made them. The one that all the football and basketball coaches wear. There you go. I got it on. You see. So, I'm walking and I scan my, uh, my boarding pass and the lady goes, um, do you have another mask, sir? I said, nope. You can't wear that mask. You're going to need another mask. I said, What's wrong with my mask? She's like, I can see through it. You're, I said, ma'am, the, and then she like shoves a box of masks in my face. She's like, you need one of these paper masks. I was like, hold on. You're telling me that this paper mask that you're trying to give me is more effective than this one? That every football, basketball, and baseball coach in North America is wearing because it was made by trainers and comes with a guarantee that it's more effective than an N95 mask? She goes, sir, are you going to argue with me about this? I was like, no, ma'am. I grab the mask, get on the plane, sit down, and then we get the announcement over the plane because everybody's just like reading the mask announcement. You know, federal law says you have to wear a mask, blah, 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 blah. She's like, Unless you are immediately putting a bite of food in your mouth or in the act of drinking, you must have a mask on at all times. 
And then the pilot came back and he's like, look, um, he's like, I just need to make sure that, uh, you know, the flight crew is an extension of the captain and, and the front. He's like, I know there's all kinds of information out there and they're changing the rules. He's like, unfortunately, you still have to wear a mask on the plane. He's like, this is governed by federal law. And At least he was mandates. cool. He was so cool about it. <laughs> but it was like the rest of the crew. And I, I have flown since, since like travel started back. I bet I've been on 40 flights. Not trips, but like segments, one place to the next, to the next, you know, whatever. Because you fly to Memphis, you have to connect somewhere. So it's always four segments. And I don't think I've had anybody over the last year and a half be like, hey, uh, Matt, like maybe you have a flight attendant. It's like, sir, can you pull that up? Sure. Everybody's just been kind of, and today was like, hold it. Aren't we done with this now? But it was like, Sir, that mask will not work. <laughs> That's very aggressive. Very okay. aggressive. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Can I please have one of those paper masks in that box that you're convinced will work? Yeah. That would be great. Well, when you get so used to telling other people what to do and, and you feel that grip slipping away, you've got to hold on, you know? Yeah. Bend those fingers. Make sure you just mm, a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, see, Joe didn't wear a mask last night. Uh, President Biden did not. It's because they dropped the mask mandate for the uh, for Congress before the uh, State of the Union. Somebody says, uh, Johnny McComb says, I'm glad you're telling the story. I had a similar experience on a Southwest flight about a year ago. Everybody talks about the route, uh, the rude passengers. Nobody talks about the rude flight attendants that provoke arguments. Yeah. And look, I mean, n- no issues with the flight attendants at all. I just thought the tone with which she made the announcement, she's like, I'm serious. Do you understand? I am no games here. If you fall asleep and your mask is not on, we will wake you up. We'll turn this plane around, mister. Put your mask back on. Yeah, I got it. So, yeah, no, no, no. They all had smiles on their face and they were nice as they passed out our tap water and pretzels as the, uh, the flight went along. You used to get food on plane, like meals on a plane. Your home for only Sports America's Music. Jackson Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at the Rolling Tree Force. Six zero one three four five nine news. I'm Rich Dennison. President Biden today in Wisconsin discussing Russia's invasion of Ukraine while promoting plans to improve the nation's infrastructure. When history of this era is written, Ukraine will have left Russia weaker and the rest of the world stronger. The president restating comments from last night's State of the Union address that Russian President Vladimir Putin is isolated from the world more than ever and the U.S. will continue to aid Ukrainian people as they defend their country. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell says the central bank will raise a key interest rate at its meeting later this month. Powell says inflation is well above 2% and the labor market is strong. He also expects inflation to decline over the course of the year, pulled down as supply constraints ease and demand moderates. Fox's Ginny Casola, America's listening to Fox News.
Coronavirus crisis. Democrats are raising eyebrows as more and more blue states buck CDC guidelines and ditch the mask mandates. Governors in Nevada, Illinois, and New York say cases are going down and they're following the science. But President Biden told NBC their actions are, quote, probably premature. Critics say they're politically motivated. Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee Chair Sean Patrick Maloney tweeted, Democrats' plan to fight COVID is working. Now it's time to give people their lives back. It comes just one day after President Biden tweeted, wear a mask while you're in public. That's creating another division in the party. And if that isn't enough, Democrats face a new hurdle ahead of the midterms, new competition in fed up parents. New York mom Maude Moran is so sick of the masking policy for kids in schools, she's running to unseat longtime Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney. On Capitol Hill, I'm Aisha Hosni, Fox News. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The saga between the capital city's mayor and a city councilman continues. Earlier this week, Mayor Shokwe Antar Lumumba said that he believes certain council members have taken bribes to accept the city's garbage contract. Councilman Kenny Stokes replied, saying, And that's why I'm going to the FBI. Because you indicate, insinuate, that Kenny Stokes took a bribe. Now you want to, I didn't quite say that. Well, that's what you tried to make people believe. And when you talk to the FBI, it's time for you to put up a shut up. Tell who Kenneth Stokes took a bribe from. Stokes later hand-delivered a letter to the U.S. Attorney's Office asking for an investigation. On the other hand, Waste Management believes the mayor is not fulfilling his obligation to negotiate in full faith, leading the company to file a lawsuit on Monday. Why join Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation if I'm not a farmer? Let's start with the valuable discounts on vehicles, travel, farm equipment, and much more, all of which would cover the cost of your membership. Throw in the insurance products, smarter banking, and agricultural advocacy, and the choice is clear. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. That's right, now you can play Wheel of Fortune practically anywhere. With the Wheel of Fortune scratch-off ticket from the Mississippi Lottery, you can win up to 17 times on a single ticket. The top prize is a cool $100,000. It even has its own second chance promotional prizes. You can win trips, prizes, and yes, even more cash. Get your Wheel of Fortune scratch-off tickets today and have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson will meet with congressional leaders today taking her first steps towards confirmation. Congressman Michael Guest hopes the Senate will properly vet her. Uh, that they'll ask her those questions to make sure that she can be fair and impartial, that she has no underlying political uh, motives uh, that would influence uh, her decision making. And so we will continue to watch those hearings play out as she begins to meet individually with senators, as she has uh, those hearings. Uh, and at the conclusion of the hearings, uh, we'll have a better idea as to what type of Supreme Court justice that she would make. The Russell C. Davis Planetarium in Jackson was presented two major monetary gifts totaling $1.5 million from the Junior League of Jackson and the Community Foundation of Mississippi. The donations were given as a part of the Jackson Planetarium renovation project on Thursday afternoon, as the planetarium has been closed since 2018 due to previous roof and interior problems. The Jackson Planetarium is expected to reopen after $12 million renovations are completed in 2023. 
It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds for the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down, live. Three Doors Down with Seether. Plus Bad Flower. Society and special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns. And check out the best local music in this state on the CPR Fest homegrown stage. A very limited number of reserved seats are on sale now. General admission tickets just $35 plus Ticketmaster fees. Don't wait, get yours now at Ticketmaster.com. It's the biggest rock show of the year. Saturday, April 2nd, outside of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi. The Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Nothing brings people together and forms a lasting bond like sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com, 4 o'clock hour. Thanks for being with us in the Pearl River Resort studios. Visit pearlriverresort.com, Pearl River Resort, the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Let's go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Stefan Krasnick joins us right now. He is in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine Covering uh, guys from Mississippi State, guys from Ole Miss. He writes at the uh, the Daily Journal. You can follow him on. Well, I'll have to spell that. I'll give the Twitter name in a second. I'll spell it to make sure you get it right. Stefan, what's up, man? How's it going, guys? I appreciate you uh, trying to plug the work. I know I don't make it uh, always easiest for everyone. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. So, what's the scene like in Indy? Kind of kind of paint a picture for us, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll get a little bit more specific after that. Right. I mean, I think everyone knows, you know, the the reputation I guess Indianapolis has for hosting, you know, big events like Super Bowls and Final Fours and and things along those lines. And and obviously the combine is is no exception. Probably a little bit less of a fan attraction, but um, definitely a huge, you know, media attraction. And and it's you know what's what's funny is, you know, they have these podiums and everything set up, and there's a million reporters and a million press conferences going on at the same time. But um, if you walk downtown and you go to literally any restaurant, you know, it's a casual wednesday night in in, in uh, indianapolis you think you're going to go grab a steak and uh next thing you know you know you got an nfl gm probably sitting at the table next to you talking to a bunch of nfl scouts and uh and agents and things like that and, and it's overlapping with the big 10 women's basketball tournament this week and then the big 10 men's basketball tournament is in indy next week so if you're if you're a sports fan indy's probably got anything you're looking for the, this time of the year <laughs> so can you get in at st elmo or no I uh, I have reservations Friday for Harry and Izzy's. I haven't tried St. Elmo, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure you'll have to go through some people to get there. <laughs> I, I would imagine so. Sounds like a uh, a good plan anyway. 
So one of the storylines for a, a guy from the state of Mississippi is the fact that Matt Corral is not throwing at the Combine. And that's not uncommon. He's coming off the ankle injury. He's going to throw at Pro Day in a couple of weeks. We're seeing more and more guys who are choosing not to participate in certain parts of, of the Combine process anyway. But Matt Corral is there to visit with teams and go through all the medical process. And that. What, what have you learned uh, from talking with Matt Corral, but also with the the other people that are there covering the draft and kind of getting some feedback on him. Yeah, I think the first thing that's you know, even if he was, you know, taking part in the throwing and stuff, like how much would scouts really learn about Matt Corral that they didn't already know? I mean, the, the arm talent and what he's been able to do in college kind of speaks for itself, right? And I think you know his injury on top of that. You know, he, he said that a couple weeks ago he did return. Uh, to throwing, but, you know, wasn't going to do it at the combine to kind of just not, you know, risk anything extra and, and push himself more than he needed to. Um, but but he's having that chance to kind of interview and, and talk to, to the GMs and the coaches and whether it be formal or informal to kind of show his, his football IQ and, and the mental side of the game. And, and that's kind of what he talked about. And he said what, what he felt separated him from all the other quarterbacks in the class is um, his leadership. And, and you probably show that more through talking to coaches than you do, um, you know, throwing in front of them. So um, I think that's that's part of what what he's kind of showing this week is um, is that you know he he has that side of it and he can kind of hit these interviews and do well on these interviews um, and then you know the arm and stuff it, it's all still there and, and I'm sure if they really needed him to throw something he could but uh, they could probably watch the film if they needed more on that. Stefan Krajnik is uh, at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. He's joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. So. I'm curious as you see these guys at the podium, is there varying level of comfort? Like, if you look at Matt Corral, who's done a million interviews, does he look comfortable in that setting talking to reporters in comparison to maybe somebody that hasn't been in the spotlight as much and and looks nervous? What What's the, the demeanor of, of the players as they talk to the media and kind of go through this process? Yeah, no, I think uh, that that's spot on. Is that it, it's so different with with players who have been on different platforms and, and things of that nature. I mean, you probably think about some of those maybe mid major guys, even you know that are getting some NFL attention, and they probably have not been in a room with, with that many reporters. And you throw on top of that, I think what's kind of been interesting is that you know the last couple of years with with everything having been on Zoom is um, you know when we do these press conferences with Mississippi State or Ole Miss, it's you know you get on the Zoom and the SID calls on you, you ask the question, he calls on someone else, they ask the question. Um, you know, they can tell you when, it, when it's wrapped up and stuff like that. Well, at the Combine, you're, you're in a pool of 30 reporters, and they're all just shouting questions out, and you got to kind of pick out yourself which one you, you heard first, and you can tell which players are comfortable with that, which ones aren't. And, you know, Matt, I mean, Matt's done probably more interviews with ESPN than he has even with local guys just because of the attention he's got. But, you know, a guy like Ontario Drummond was up there today, and you had Makai Polk and Braylon Sanders. They were kind of at the side podiums, and, and you could tell, you know, they, they haven't done it as much, and, and I don't think those guys are particularly, you know, bad at it because I think Ole Miss and Mississippi State kind of do a good job prepping them. But but you go around some of those interviews and you can tell who's kind of, you know, got the demeanor. It, it's not easy being up on a podium with with the spotlight in your face. So um, you, you can tell. You can definitely tell who who's done it before and and who's comfortable doing it. And and I'm sure coaches watch that and pay attention to that stuff too. So Stefan Matt Corral specifically mentioned Pittsburgh, Washington, and Atlanta. What did he say about those teams and and kind of the process so far? Yeah, Pittsburgh was kind of an interesting one just because, you know, he spoke so highly of, you know, their franchise as a whole and, and what Mike Tomlin has done and things of that nature. And, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, afraid to say that 
it's it's big shoes to fill with you know Ben Roethlisberger retiring. It's big shoes to fill a, a Hall of Famer like that, but it's also something that he would kind of be excited to do, knowing you know that he could come in right away and and be an immediate starter uh, for a team like that. Uh, Atlanta was kind of interesting to hear him talk about, you know, sense of. He would probably come in and, and at least for a little bit back up Matt Ryan, and I'm sure Falcons fan would probably start pushing for Corral a little bit earlier, maybe than they would even get him. Um, but but there, he, you know, he was talking that you know being behind Matt Ryan, he said he, he said that he would be dumb if he didn't learn from a guy like that. And you know, I know people have their opinions about Matt, but at the end of the day, he's a veteran and he's seen the game and, and you know played in the Super Bowl and things of that nature. Um, but at the same time, Corral said that you know he wants to push even for that starting job and. And he wants to be a guy like Matt Ryan one day that's playing 10-plus years and being a franchise quarterback. But he's going to make that push, um, you know, wherever he is, to try to get the starting job. Maybe a place like Pittsburgh would be a bit more immediate, but but he said he would be comfortable wherever he went. And and those are three teams that you mentioned there. I mean, he's probably gotten phone calls from just about any team, and, and there's a ton of teams that are interested. But but those are three specifically that he was kind of asked about and, and talked about. And, and it seems like, you know, he, he'd kind of be comfortable in any role, which, you know, is whether that's true or not, it's the right answer. <laughs> Tell me about Makai Polk, Stefan, because you know the the headline is him saying that he is the best wide receiver in the draft. What led to that? Was it was there a question about it? Was that unprompted? Yeah, there was. Um, I guess it was a mixture of both. I had asked him about um, Coach uh, Steve Spurrier Jr.'s comments that um, you know he felt that Makai should have came back for another year at Mississippi State and. Um, I, I don't think Steve is necessarily wrong in that opinion. I think Makai definitely could have benefited from coming back from another year. But, you know, I'm sure Makai heard both sides of that argument and probably felt, you know, after getting 105 catches that um, whatever he did next year, his numbers were probably going to go down. So in terms of stock, I mean, he probably felt that it was, it was better to go this year um, and enter the NFL. But, you know, I asked him that, that, that about that and what he felt like he was going to do. And, and he said, you know, um, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but at the end of the day, I think I'm the best receiver in that in this class, and and I'll go day in and day out in the NFL to try to prove that. So it, it was kind of the sense of both. You know, it, there was a question, I guess, kind of prompted it, but you know, you could tell that you know he's just someone who has a general confidence about the way that he goes about the game. And and what's interesting is, you know, I haven't been around him and covered him this year. I'm not particularly surprised he said that. Um, you know, whether it's true or not, he kind of has that confidence. And, and to be a receiver in the NFL, you probably do need to have that confidence. Um, but but certainly to say it, it's going to catch people's attention. So, Stefan, is 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 Polk going to go through everything? Is he going to lift and jump and run and catch balls and all that? Or are there certain parts of the process where he's not going to fully participate? As as far as I know, he'll be taking part in everything. Okay. Gotcha. Do you get a sense in talking to NFL people that there's a frustration with players who – choose not to participate in everything since they're there or does everybody just kind of understand this is part of the process guys have got pro days we'll, we'll eventually see what we need to see right i think there's a mixture of both i mean when you think about like matt corral's situation i think there's an understanding that he's probably you know trying to be cautious but at, there was also reports that have been out that you know he's going to be 100 percent and that he's going to be participating in this pro day so you probably would even get more out of him in, in that pro day than you would at the combine anyways um, I, I think it's a mixture. You know, it, it probably depends on what exactly a GM or a scout is looking for in a specific player. And you know, if you if you really want to see what a guy does on a bench press and, and that you know happens to be an event that he's not taking part in or something like that, then you know that might bug you and that that might harm his stock or something like that. But I think overall, it, it's probably a situation by situation basis. I, I would imagine. Jealous that we're not going to be there to see three cone drills. I know you're uh, you're looking forward to that like uh, like no other. <laughs> Stefan, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. <laughs> Great insight, and I look forward to catching up with you soon. 
Yeah, thanks for having me on. That's uh, Stefan Krasnick from the uh, Daily Journal. Covers Mississippi State on a uh, day-to-day basis. If you want to follow him on Twitter and you don't, you can follow him at S. Krasnick. K-R-A-J-I-S-N-I-K-3. I'm only going to do that one time. <laughs> you can also do a little digging and uh, do a search and, and find it uh, as well. Good stuff, though. I uh, appreciate Stefan joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. We'll be right back. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. This is House Call for Health. Children who have problems with insomnia may have more tossing and turning ahead as adults, according to a recent study. Researchers at Penn State University found that 43% of children ages 5 to 12 who have insomnia may continue restless sleep patterns into their 20s and 30s. And later, the scientists tracked 500 children for about five years. The study researchers say it's critical to address insomnia at a young age and cognitive behavior therapies to prevent overuse of electronics and TV watching. Dr. Carrie Lockhart is with the Seattle Children's Hospital, not associated with the study. She tells Fox affiliate KFFX, developing a consistent and calming bedtime routine that's maintained throughout childhood and teaching healthy sleep habits, such as no screens in the bedroom or right before bedtime, can create a stable routine and strong sleep health foundation. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A man from Wyoming being hailed as a neighborhood hero makes today's Dean's List. A mom and her kids were asleep in their Jamestown house when a fire erupted in their home. Ryan Passberg was running late for work when he smelled smoke and saw flames coming from their bedroom window. He decided to pull into the driveway where he saw a young girl and two boys leaving. The children told him their mom and four-year-old brother were still inside. Through thick smoke, Ryan crawled on his hands and knees until he found a small child child grabbed him and brought him outside. He put the kids in the truck to keep them warm and then found their mom inside badly burned and struggling to breathe. After bringing her outside, he performed CPR until she suddenly gasped for air. The sheriff of the town says he has never seen such an incredible display of bravery from a stranger. Not only that, but Ryan then bought clothes and necessities for the family while they stay at their grandmother's house. Ryan Passport, you are an incredible hero. Janice Dean, Fox News. From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. 
Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let me put it to you this way. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. couple of years we've heard people from major league baseball talk about the fact that they would like mike trout to uh, to speak out a little bit more to be more of a, a face of the game you know we've talked about that when we talked about major league baseball not necessarily having stars and mike trout maybe should be the face of the game i wonder yeah. if this is what they had in mind mike trout on twitter regarding the mlb lockout I want to play. I love our game, but I know we need to get this CBA right. Instead of bargaining in good faith, MLB locked us out. Instead of negotiating a fair deal, Rob canceled games. Players stand together. For our game, for our fans, and for every player who comes after us, we owe it to the next generation. Think that's what Major League Baseball had in mind when they said they wanted more for Mike Trout? No. Oops! Like, I want you to be more more vocal. No, no, not like that. Is what it is. We talked early on in this process about the fact that, for whatever reason, it seems that fans end up signing, uh, siding with the owners. Do you guys feel like the media? has shaped the narrative this time around with the lockout? Because I feel like the media has very much been on the player's side in their coverage of the lockout and this situation that we're dealing with. Is that going to last? Or are fans going to put pressure on the players and say, you know, you if you just agree to what they say, we could be playing games right now? Or... This time, are fans going to stick by the player's side and say, you know what, you're doing the right thing? I mean, there's a lot of billionaire fatigue in this country right now. There's a lot of it, you know, not just out, just outside of baseball. So I, I think the players have the, uh, the public's uh, uh, backing so far. Now, could it, could it change? I mean, that would require the the owners to make like real reasonable concessions, and you know, put out there like, "Look, we 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 came around and we we gave you all this, and and it's still not good enough." Then then maybe it changes. But right now, I know I don't think that's going to change. It is fascinating, though, right? Because, for example, I am a big basketball fan. I'm. As you guys tell me on the text line all the time, I'm the only person in this state that cares about the NBA. It's not true, but that's what you tell me. Two people on this show care. If this exact scenario happened to my team in the NBA, I don't think I would just be on side of player. Because in baseball, for example... They are afforded luxuries the players are that NFL players don't have and that NBA players don't have. There's no salary cap 
You can spend now. There's also a, a negative to it because you can spend as little as you want, relatively speaking. But the Yankees can spend a hundred million dollars a year on payroll. You can get a four hundred million dollar every cent of it guaranteed contract in baseball. It's nice. It's pretty sweet luxury. And despite the owners being evil billionaires, they did offer a pretty significant raise. What was it, 20%? They offered more money. They went for the rookie minimum? Yeah. So they offered a, a significant raise. One that the average person doesn't get on an annual basis. Most of us around here aren't, I mean, in life, I mean, are making less money today than we did pre-COVID. A lot of people are. So when you sit back and you're months into this lockout where the players are refusing and, and refusing and, and saying no to all these things, but then you look at what the owners are offering, and maybe it's not enough, but, okay, guys, you're getting a 20% raise, you're getting more money, you're getting more luxury tax. No, it's not exactly what you wanted, but you're getting more. And me, average Joe over here, I'm not getting more. So what are you complaining about? Go do your job. I think the mood will shift. Because if, if this happened in basketball and NBA owners offered the players a 20% raise and they go months into what was supposed to be the season and they don't accept that, I would lose the ability to feel sorry for them. I wouldn't care. Because 20% raise sounds pretty darn good, doesn't it? I feel like everybody listening to this would, would appreciate that kind of a pay increase. And it's not that simple, I understand it, but I would lose the ability to have sympathy for the players when they're getting offered more and they repeatedly denied more when I don't and everybody doesn't get offered more like they have. Isn't the the root of what the players are asking for, and I mean, you can get lost in luxury tax thresholds and you know lottery draft guarantees and all of the other stuff that goes into this. But at its core, aren't the players saying baseball is healthier financially than it has ever been? Owners are making more money than they have ever made. They are making more money on the backs of the product that we provide on the field. It is not unreasonable for us to share in the growth of the economics of the game. I mean, at the core, that's what players are asking for. And that doesn't strike me as completely unreasonable. Especially when you have evidence over the last couple of years of owners kind of working together to tamp down the free agent market mm. for not being willing to spend money that has been earned, if you will, by players in their next round of contracts. And, and and while the while while yes, I mean the 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 luxury tax threshold is two hundred ten million, and while there's not a salary cap, there is a significant penalty for going over that luxury tax number, and it increases for every year that you're over the over the tax. So yeah, there's a two hundred ten million dollar payroll threshold, but if you go over that, you you have to pay a penalty on it. And as an owner, you got to decide whether or not that's just the cost of doing business or you're not willing to go down that road. But, Borky, when you talk about the $400 million contract, and those exist, and they are, I mean, that's, that's good work if you can get it. 
there aren't all that many of those. No. You got a whole lot more of the guys that are at the bottom end of the pay spectrum. I kind of respect, though, the guys, you know, a Max Scherzer, a Mike Trout saying, we're going to get ours regardless of the system. But we're doing this for the guys that are coming into the game and trying to help them get to a spot where they can make good money. Yeah, and that's what makes this so complex and why I still have yet to decide how I really feel about it because, to your point, there is no revenue sharing in baseball. None. Revenue can go up and it doesn't matter. In the NFL, what is it, 48.5%? I think think it's 48.5% has to go to players. 48.5% of revenue has to go to players. That means salary caps continue to go up. Players make more money. Has to. And the NBA, it's an even 50-50 split. So if the league makes more money next year, guess what? The players have to make more money. They have to. It is written into the CBA. And maybe it's the baseball player's fault that they don't have a similar system because you could, I guess, call for that in negotiations. But that's part of why, you know, I... I hear where they're coming from there. Because revenues are going up and salaries are not. But NFL revenues go up, salaries go up. It's a direct correlation. Same thing in, yeah. in the NBA. Not for them. Tim says nobody's worth three to four hundred million dollars, et cetera, to play a sport. And and by the way, I mean that's a you know, if you get a four hundred million dollar contract, it's probably spread out over ten years, you could still make the argument that nobody's worth forty million dollars to play a sport. Unless the market dictates that you are worth forty million dollars to play that sport. But Tim, I would I would turn around and ask that question. Well, should an owner be allowed to make a hundred million dollars in profit in a year, or twenty five million, or fifty million dollars in profit, or two hundred million dollars in profit? If they've got a, a great team in a big market. I mean, doesn't doesn't that go both directions? The market dictates what everybody makes. I don't know. I mean, I. Yeah, see, I don't. It's a complicated issue. And no, I don't think any athlete is quote unquote worth like Patrick Mahomes is half a million dollars. But I promise you, the Chiefs get a return on that investment 10 times over during his career. Half a billion dollars. Half a billion dollars, yes. They get a return on that investment. Without Patrick Mahomes, they won't make as much money. It's kind of simple business. Yeah. Somebody says, I sure would like a five year career at league minimum oh yeah no i mean i i I get that learn how to hit a slider yeah get get better at baseball yeah i mean be an elite doctor makes more money than that if you're the best at what you do on the planet you get compensated for it period regardless of the industry that you're in sports talk mississippi Nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. 
Fox on Tech. Texas is suing Meta over the social network's past use of facial recognition technology. The suit alleges the parent company of Facebook has been storing millions of biometric identifiers contained in photos and videos uploaded by users. Further, it claims they shared that data with third parties who then exploited it. Announcing the lawsuit, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton stated that, quote, Facebook will no longer take advantage of people and their children with the intent to turn a profit at the expense of one's safety and well-being. This is yet another example of big tech's deceitful business practices, and it must stop, end quote. Meta, however, is vehemently pushing back, a spokesperson telling me these claims are without merit and they intend to defend themselves vigorously. How this lawsuit shakes out could meaningfully impact their metaverse plans, though. Facebook announced it would stop using the facial recognition tool last November. It made no such promises when building out its metaverse products. Meta recently settled a similar lawsuit for about $650 million with Illinois. The suit is seeking hundreds of billions in damages, but the larger fallout could be to their brand and metaverse plans. With Fox on Tech, Kelly O'Grady, Fox News. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Fox on Tech. The owner of a self-driving truck business hopes his company can help ease the country's truck driver shortage. The company Gaddick doesn't directly deliver to customers' homes. Instead, it uses driverless trucks to deliver groceries and other items from distribution centers to retail locations. The CEO, Gautam Narung, says the company already has a program with Walmart. So uh, what we're doing in Arkansas with Walmart is operating two of our autonomous box trucks on a 7.1 mile long route um, in a repeated and daily fashion. So what we what we do is uh, move these online grocery orders from one of Walmart's dark store, which is their micro fulfillment center, and move these orders to uh, a nearby retail location where Walmart's end consumer can go and do a curbside pickup. The company operates a fleet of about 25 autonomous trucks. They also have a pilot program with Walmarts in Louisiana. With Fox on Tech, I'm John Saucier, Fox News. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The saga between the capital city's mayor and a city councilman continues. Earlier this week, Mayor Shokwe Antar Lumumba said that he believes certain council members have taken bribes to accept the city's garbage contract. Councilman Kenny Stokes replied, saying, and That's why I'm going to the FBI because you indicate or insinuate that Kenny Stilton took a bribe. Now you want to, I didn't quite say that, but that's what you tried to make people believe. And when you talk to the FBI, it's time for you to put up a shut up. Tell who Kenny Stokes took a bribe from. Stokes later hand-delivered a letter to the U.S. Attorney's Office asking for an investigation. On the other hand, Waste Management believes the mayor is not fulfilling his obligation to negotiate in full faith, leading the company to file a lawsuit on Monday. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
The Gallo Show and Middays with Gerard Gibbert will be live from MEC's Capital Day on Thursday, March 3rd at the Mississippi Trademark. MEC Capital Day will feature legislative updates from elected officials, legislators, and business leaders so that you can find out what's happening in our state. To register, go to MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. Join us each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for the Word of Truth here on Super Talk Mississippi. That's the Word of Truth each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station or online at supertalk.fm. 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 Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm. This is Sports Talk. This is Sports Talk. Mississippi. Woo-hoo! I say sports fans. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. Ole Miss and ULM scoreless through two innings in Oxford. Rebels had a couple of base runners. In the bottom of the second inning, both Justin Bench and T.J. McCants caught stealing. So, McCants, told you earlier, he wasn't going to be perfect in stolen bases for the season. Didn't know that was going to end today, but it did. You jinxed him. Mike kind of did it last night, too. A little uh, free dealing on the base paths. I don't know if it was an effort to extend the game or what, but... It kind of felt like they were taking a little bit more risks yesterday than they would have otherwise, and then there, there you go again. We have um, we have lineups for the game tonight in Pearl with Mississippi State and Southern Miss. Mississippi State five and three on the year. Jackson Fristo, the starting pitcher. That's what Chris Lamonas told us uh, was going to happen. Hey, hey, Dad, one thing we didn't talk about. I'll get to the lineups in just a second. One thing we didn't talk about with yesterday's game was that on Monday. Chris Lamontis told us Jack Walker was going to start. Said didn't pitch well his first time out. Walker pitched well yesterday. Five innings, three hits, one earned run, two walks, eight strikeouts. He did a nice job on the mound. He did. He did, and as did Parker Stinnett in uh, in relief. And Stinnett four innings of relief. Yeah, Stinnett especially. Walker is is a good piece and a guy for the future. Stinnett's a guy they need this year. Yeah. And you know he came in his first two batters. He gave up hits, and you're like, oh gosh, here we go again because he was. He had a rough outing on Saturday, but then he, you know, he recovered nicely after that and ended up striking out eight in four innings. I mean, that Stinnett is a guy they need to have as part of this this bullpen rotation. Uh, so it's good to see him have a good, confident outing. We'll see if that can continue. The the eight strikeouts and only one walk, which may have been the biggest Perfect, key for right. Parker Stinnett yesterday. Uh, so here's the order tonight. So Jackson Fristo um, making his second start of the year. First start, he worked four innings, gave up four hits, allowed a run, had six strikeouts, didn't walk anybody. Matt Quarter leading off and playing in center field. Cameron James batting second and playing third base. He's hitting 320. Luke Hancock hitting 310. He's batting third and playing first. Logan Tanner in the cleanup spot is catching. Hunter Hines getting the DH nod tonight. The freshman is hitting 240 on the year. Brad Cumbus batting sixth in left field, 455 average. He's got 10 hits and 22 at bats with two doubles and three home runs. 
That's a 9.55 slugging percentage. Cumbus has been really good so far. Batting seventh, the right fielder Aaron Downs. Batting eighth, the second baseman R.J. Yeager. And uh, hitting in the nine holes, Tanner Leggett playing shortstop. Anything unique about that lineup or that order? Kind of what you no. see? Not, nothing, nothing overly surprising in there. And again, like I said, I don't. You know, Fristo on the mound tonight was really good last week. Yeah, I know they were playing a, a poor team, but he looked like he was confident. He looked like he had confidence in his pitches. He was throwing strikes. Uh, so he'll give State a good puncher's chance if State can get anything going with the bats. We'll see what happens. Only the third appearance of the year for Aaron Downs. He's drawing his third start mm-hmm. uh, tonight in right field. Southern Miss. True freshman out of Caledonia, Mississippi. There you go. Gabe Montenegro is leading off and playing center field. He's hitting 250 for the Golden Eagles on the year. Dr. Montenegro, please. He's yeah, there. no doubt. <laughs> no, he's like 24. Yeah. He's older than Borky. Uh, Reese Ewing batting second, playing in left field. Christopher Sargent, the first baseman, batting third. He's hitting 290. Sargent's got a home run on the year. A couple of home runs for Reese Ewing. Uh, Danny Lynch playing third and batting cleanup. Slade Wilkes, the DH, is batting fifth. Will McGillis at second base is the six-hole hitter. Uh, Carson Paytow is the uh, the right fielder, batting seventh. Uh, Rodrigo Montenegro is batting eighth. He's catching, and Dustin Dickerson is the uh, the shortstop batting in the nine hole. So that's the uh, the one through nine for Southern Miss. Tanner Hall on the mound, fourth appearance of the year, second start, does not have a win or a loss. He's got a two eighty four ERA. Through six and a third innings, five hits allowed, four runs, two earned, two walks, eight strikeouts, and opponents are hitting 200 off of him. So uh, that's what you got tonight in Pearl. First pitch, 6 o'clock, so about an hour and 20 minutes from now. Southern Miss coming in 5-2, and two, and Mississippi State coming in 5-3. and three. Is that game sold out tonight? I'm not sure if it's sold out, but there's there's not a lot of tickets remaining. We have some controversy, evidently, as far as this, te- this game being televised, too, that we're dealing with on social media right this second. As to whether or not it's available on right. the Watch ESPN app? All indications I had prior to this day were that it was not. Uh, some guy on Twitter, some USM fan, has provided a link, to wa- a Watch ESPN link, to the game. That was immediately, when we retweeted it, corrected by Mississippi State uh, official Bart Gregory, our friend who we spoke to a couple weeks ago. Uh, he says, not correct. Game is not televised. So, got a good old-fashioned Mexican standoff here. We'll see what happens. So, uh, what's this link for, then? I have okay. no idea. That's, that's, that's what I'm, I'm interested to find out. According to the ESPN app, this game is not on television tonight. So, then, what, did somebody, it's like, not create streaming. A, I need to look at the, the link here. But, see, I've got it open on my computer, and it is definitely it. And I can... It looks like an ESPN link. It I don't is. know. Yeah. And I just switched it over to... Uh, I also found out there's some USM fan who has me blocked who I have literally never tweeted at. So I don't know what's going on there. I mean, I, it's it, because I just switched it over to Arkansas versus Omaha. Well, Hopefully you know no dropped foul balls in Omaha this about, time for the Hawks. About but. 6.05, we'll know for sure. I, I'm just looking at the list of games on the ESPN app, and it's not there. Yeah. At 6 o'clock, you've got Florida A&M against Florida, Louisiana Tech against Southeastern Louisiana, UAB against Auburn. 6.30, New Orleans, LSU, 
and Texas Southern Tulane. So it's not just SEC stuff. I mean, it's everybody. Right. I'm sending will, you this link right you, now and open it and tell me what you think. Did you text it to me or send it to me? In? Twitter direct message there. But when okay. you click on it, it's the the app. It pops up a watch right ESPN up. Like, I, like I was watching earlier with the soccer game. It's it's really weird. Yeah, man, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. All I know is that traditionally games that have been played in Pearl not televised. Unless the SEC have not network been, grabs them. Say what? Unless the SEC network grabs them. Like there's been governor's cups on TV before. And and the rationale has been that the the infrastructure is not in place and it would be too costly for the schools to send like they don't have a product like a you'd have to get a truck yeah unless something has changed in that ballpark there's not a control room that is available at Trustmark Park that has fiber so that your producer and your director and all the camera operators and all the other people that go along with putting together a broadcast can be on site and can just link it up but I don't know we'll see we'll see if that link goes somewhere all I'm telling you is that the ESPN app that lists all of the games that are available does not have this game listed. Would be one heck of a troll job if this guy was able to hack into the Watch ESPN app and create this link. That would be a pretty good troll. Yeah. Because that's 6.30. I'm going to hit this link and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe you get somebody that uh, sits behind home plate and props their phone on a you know up against the net and decides to live stream it. Yeah, I don't. I don't hear the argument about infrastructure. Maybe it's not perfect, but uh, a high school basketball game is broadcasted using an iPad and a couple of DSLR cameras, and it looks great. You can set that up in Pearl and broadcast the game tonight. Absolutely, you can. It won't be as good as what you have in your home park, but you can do it. Absolutely, you can do it. I will tell you that unless they have upgraded. The internet situation at Trust Not Good. Park has been spotty at best. You don't even is five G available here yet? Through Seaspire, it is. There you go. So you don't even need Wi Fi. Just use your five G unlimited plan from Seaspire. Boom. There you go. And and put a camera. You don't even need to be up in the press box. Just. Right behind home plate, set up one of your little DSLR cameras and then put one down one of the lines and get one of many apps on an iPad and connect the cameras to the iPad and flip the camera angles when you need to. You don't even need play-by-play, guys. Just have the game on. Put it on Twitch or something. I'll tell my broadcast story from last night when we come back. I thought back at one point during the broadcast last night to when I was a junior or senior in high school and was doing my first play-by-play and color commentary on television. It wasn't live. It was recorded and then later rebroadcast on local access television. I think it was WO7BN out of Bruce, Mississippi. I think they're the ones that carried it. They, you know, they would come and film our high school football games with announcers, and then, you know, replay those on Tuesday night or Saturday morning or, or whenever it was. Um, those broadcasts felt technologically advanced.
in comparison to a broadcast of an SEC basketball game that aired on ESPNU last night. I'll tell you what I mean when we come back. It was a disaster. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad. We'll be right back. Mississippi, the place you call home, is a state like no other. From the music to the food and the people, the Magnolia State has so many good things to celebrate. And now you can, each weekday afternoon from 2 to 3, on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and all the good things to do. Life doesn't always have to be serious, so let's have fun. Good Things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays from 2 to 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. Fox on tech. We all now have digital assistants that we carry around in our pockets. They have names like Alexa or Siri or just Google, but artificial intelligent assistants are now developed and marketed to all sorts of industries, and that includes healthcare. The number of administrative tasks that take up our time is just skyrocketed. These days, physicians are the highest paid data collectors in the world. Muthu Alagapan is the chief doctor at Notable, which is a software company and not a clinic but they now sell medical practices, AI, to help keep physicians working on patients and not paperwork. We believe much of that administrative repetitive work can be done through automation. So this may be, you know, collecting a outstanding balance from a patient. It could be reminding a patient when they're due for a particular type of care. And while you're not likely to be examined or operated on by a robot, your nurse may have been scheduled by one. With Fox on Tech, I'm Eben Brown, Fox News. No matter where you go, Super Talk Mississippi is there. With FM signals all over the state, you can hear Super Talk Mississippi from the Delta to the Red Clay Hills of Meridian and from Oxford to Biloxi. And when you're out of the state, you can always get the latest Mississippi news and talk online at supertalk.fm. And on your smart device with the Super Talk app, you're proud to call Mississippi home. And we're proud to cover your state like no one else. Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Getting back to school. Mislearning from school interruptions will cost kids $17 trillion globally and lost earnings over their lifetime, according to a recent report from the United Nations and the World Bank that equals about 14% of today's global GDP. Here's a former member of the Baltimore City Board of Education and economist Anabon Basu, CEO of Sage Policy Group. It means that the world is less prepared for its future. There's going to be more poverty. There are going to be more people out of work. The new estimate of $17 trillion far exceeds the $10 trillion estimate from a year ago, a sign that learning losses are snowballing as closures continue nearly two years after the start of the pandemic. But experts say the accumulating educational losses can be reversed, but priority must be set on opening schools full-time for in-person learning and offer supplemental learning through after-school or summer programming. Getting back to school, Lydia Hu, Fox News. 
Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions. Here in Seaspire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. From the Magnolia State to the world, you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi. at supertalk.fm. Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station. Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. So I got to uh, Columbia, South Carolina yesterday and go to Missouri, shoot around at noon, and then grab some quick lunch. South Carolina, shoot around was at 2. And visiting with, with Frank Martin and kind of watching some of the people that are in charge of doing the setup for the broadcast and... There didn't appear to be any great sense of urgency. I'll, I'll, I'll say it that way. So here's the inside baseball. You watch a game on ESPN or ESPN2 or ESPNU, you assume that that game is what? Produced by ESPN, right? Because it's branded ESPN. So if you flipped on ESPNU last night to watch South Carolina and Missouri, you would assume that that was a game produced by ESPN. Not true. There's so much volume and only a finite number of people, and so sometimes ESPN will contract with a a third party, a production company. They call it a packager game. So they agree to pay a flat fee of however much to a production company to produce the game, and it's expected to be produced with the same standards and all that, but you're not necessarily dealing with ESPN producers and directors and staff and all those things. This was one of those games last night. I've done a bunch of those. I mean, you know, it's not terribly uncommon, and usually it's a the experience is fine. You're not dealing with the same level of professional that if you've got this producer of Monday Night Football, but frankly, South Carolina, Missouri is not the same caliber of game as Monday Night Football, so it all makes sense. We get back to the gym. Uh, Joe Klein was the analyst last night, about an hour and a half before tip-off. Joe got there just before I did, and he was sitting kind of on the, the front row seats with all his papers spread out, and there was like an audio technician that was over just kind of fiddling around. And that was my first sign that, okay, th- this is the time where we're supposed to be sitting down 
and going through all the pre-production stuff and we're watching all the video packages and we're rehearsing the open and we're looking at all the graphics and making sure everybody can hear how they're supposed to and just testing everything. And that happens for from about an hour till the game starts until about half an hour. And then you usually take about a 15-minute break. And then the last 15 minutes before the game, you kind of do a quick run through, make sure everybody's on the same page, listen to the national anthem, and do your game. That's just kind of like the the hour leading up to the start. We were able to sit down at our table for the first time and talk to our producer, who was off-site, 15 minutes before tip-off. So none of the normal stuff happens. I put my headsets on for the first time, and there's this ear-splitting hum in one ear. And I, so I mean, like, yeah, that's not going to work. And so they get that taken care of, but then Joe's headset doesn't work. And we get the word that there's not enough power coming to your broadcast location to make two headsets work. Okay, this is a problem. And it's also odd because I look to my left and I see South Carolina radio set up and broadcasting. They, they got two headsets going down here. And I look to my right and Missouri's got their radio broadcast going. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing, but it's not like this is the first time a television broadcast has originated from Colonial Life Arena. It's been open for 20 years. So we start. Joe has no headset. He has a handheld microphone that he's holding. And I have a headset that's kind of working. And then it stops working. And so I take the microphone and we're like passing it back and forth. I mean, we're, we're talking like post-game interview radio style with a corded microphone, passing it back and forth. At the eight-minute mark remaining in the game, and by the way, it was it was just a disaster. Eight minutes left to go in the game. My headset quits completely too. I have zero communication with anybody that's involved with producing the game. And so we're blind. I don't hear anything. Not, hey, this is coming up next. Producer starts texting me, this is what we're going to come back from break with. I'm operating off of a text message with no headsets, and on an ESPN broadcast we are sharing one microphone. Like I said, I know that's a lot of inside baseball, I'm just telling you, that's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> that's pretty rough. At least you were on site. It would have been better if he hadn't been. And, and, and yet, if I had been in my home office, I think it probably would have all gone off without a hitch. Yeah, but your, yeah. your dunk calls would have been five seconds later. This was, this was a trap, Richard. This was ESPN saying, look what happens when we send them on site. Everybody's remote now. We're saving mm. that money. You were the guinea pig. I, I blow, blew one call. You know how athletic Keyshawn Bryant is, number 24 for South Carolina? You've watched him. Guy just jumps out of the gym. He gets a run-through steal, and he's on a breakaway. And, like, leading into the dunk, I go, showtime! And he clanks it. He jumps too far out. Oh. <laughs> he has to reach. He goes to just this monster hammer dunk, and he throws it off the back iron, and it goes back outside the three-point line. <laughs> Oh, well. Lots of shows get canceled. That is so fitting for this night. They're still scoreless in Oxford in the top of the fourth inning, Ole Miss and ULM. We'll be right back. Five o'clock hour. College football fix is next.
birthplace of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. I'm Rich Dennison. Russian military forces continue their advance toward Ukraine's capital city of Kyiv with explosions throughout the city. It also comes as the Ukrainians are releasing some new video today of individuals they say are prisoners of war. The defense ministry said in a statement, a decision has been taken to hand over captured Russian troops to their mothers if they come to collect them in Ukraine, an attempt to embarrass the Russians. The Ukrainians also have opened a hotline for parents to call and check if their sons were dead or alive. Fox's Trey Yingst is in Kyiv, Ukraine. President Biden again calling out Russian President Vladimir Putin for what he calls a premeditated and unprovoked attack on Ukraine. He thought the West and NATO wouldn't respond. He thought they could divide us at home, but he was wrong. The president was in Superior, Wisconsin today, promoting his infrastructure agenda. America's listening to Fox News. I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. There's a new big expenditure for political candidates, security on the campaign trail. Candidates for the House and Senate have disclosed they spent $3 million on security-related expenses in 2021. That's up from the 2019-2020 cycle, when candidates allotted $385,000 for security. The re-election campaign of Democratic Arizona Senator Mark Kelly spent $300,000 alone. Kelly's wife is former Democratic Arizona Representative Gabby Giffords. She was shot in the head during a mass shooting at a weekend town hall event in Tucson in 2011. Democratic Georgia Senator Raphael Warnock spent $300,000 on security. GOP Texas Senator Ted Cruz exhausted $250,000. And Democratic Missouri Congresswoman Cori Bush, $170,000. Bush's car was just riddled with gunfire in St. Louis. The Congresswoman was not harmed. The Federal Election Commission has loosened restrictions on campaign spending for personal and home security. And all threats are just not physical. Candidates are also susceptible to cyber attacks. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. The initiative gives the citizens the right to put policy issues before the public for a vote. And many of our citizens believe that is a sacred right, uh, an important right. We in the House passed a resolution that restores that right. So we'll see what the Senate does with it. It's in their hands now. That's what Speaker of the House Philip Gunn said after his chamber passed a resolution that would restore the people's ability to place proposed state laws on the ballot with enough signatures. Well, Gunn and company are now one step closer as House Concurrent Resolution 39 recently made it through committee in the Senate and is expected to go to the floor for a vote in the near future. And another bill that made it out of committee today is Senate Bill 2033, which would expand postpartum care for women on Medicaid from 2 months to 12 months. Currently in Mississippi, 86% of maternal deaths happen postpartum, with increasing issues like blood clots, high blood pressure, heart disease, and other preventable conditions. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. Being a gopher, I like to dig. That's what us gophers were born to do, along with eating plants, taunting groundskeepers, and listening to bluegrass music. And I especially enjoy digging around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and I get a headache. Ouch! After all, they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. Makes me shaking my paws just thinking about it. You can avoid all of this by calling 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. Calling 811 will help protect your property, and more importantly, you. 
it's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. GoFundMe is rolling out a dedicated hub for fundraisers for humanitarian aid in Ukraine. Fox's Kristen Goodwin has the details. Fundraisers listed include those for specific families in Ukraine and for the charity Save the Children. Each has been vetted by GoFundMe's global trust and safety team. In a blog post, reps say they'll continue to add verified fundraisers to it as more become available, adding, we are constantly inspired by the kindness of our community. Together, we can support those impacted by the crisis in Ukraine. As attacks continue in Ukraine, it seems as if some Russian soldiers are in a quandary. Admiral William Owens, who served as the vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff from 1994 to 1996, explains. I heard some on-the-ground reports yesterday from Russian soldiers saying, we don't know who to shoot, meaning, you know, there's a lot of people in the Ukraine who have a background in Russia. Sure. This is professional ball player Jake Mangum. I know what it's like to live, eat, breathe, and play in Mississippi. And no other insurance company competes on my level like Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. I love my home team at Farm Bureau because they get me and they get what I need. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Jam, rock and roll at Silver Star and Golden Moon Casinos and win your share of $75,000 this March. Every Friday and Saturday, we're giving away $1,100 in bonus bet every hour from 6 p.m. until 10 p.m. Then at 11 p.m., two lucky winners will each receive $2,500 cash. Only at Silver Star and Golden Moon Casinos, Pearl River Resort Properties. Place of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24 7 at supertalk.fm. Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad. Glad to be with you. If you want to be a part of the conversation, join us, won't you, on the Ceasefire text line 601 879 4395. Time to unlimit your data. Excuse me, with $45 unlimited only from prepaid. By Seaspire, get unlimited on Seaspire's nationwide 5G network for just forty-five dollars with auto pay, no hidden fees. Learn more at seaspire.com/slash prepaid. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Visit pearlriverresort.com. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sports book at Timeout Lounge. Do you see what just happened in Oxford? Um. I saw that ULM took a one nothing lead, and then Jacob Gonzalez hit a triple into the right field corner, and Tim Elko just hit a ground ball to score him. 1-1. Here's the thing about that triple. It should have been a double, but right fielder don't know his name, either A, 
simply could not see the baseball. But I have a hard time buying that because he did not move at all. Had his hand up and just was standing there as the ball went down the right field line and bounced around into the corner. It took the second baseman to tell him and point, the ball's over there, go get it, before he started moving at all. So he saw pitch, heard bat hit ball, and his feet did not move from their standing position until a teammate told him, it's in the corner, go get it, you idiot. Yikes. I did see that he had a long way to run to get to it. Because he did not see the ball off the bat. Whether it was just, again, it could have been the sun, could have been, or, worst case scenario, Shut up about the sun. Shut up about the sun. Or worst case scenario, he was not paying attention. And oops. What's the Harry Carey clip about the sun? That's about the moon. The the moon was made of spare ribs. Would you eat it? There's one about the, the sun and Latin players being able to see fly balls in the sun better. Oh, I haven't I haven't heard that one. I'll have to, I'll have to see if I can dig that out, and we'll, uh, we'll see if it's playable on the air. Probably not, if I had to guess. We uh, we got something else to play for you coming up in uh, in just a few minutes as well that uh, a lot of people have laughed about, only to see the um, the patriarch of game shows at this point come to a contestant's defense online. Yeah, well, they need to stop because it's the worst thing you've ever heard. It's painful to listen to it. We'll uh, we'll, we'll check it out. Right now, though, it's time for the college football fix. The worst thing you've ever heard. Not, not the crying of a child. This. College football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Looks like the sun's top in Oxford right now. Drive the F-150. It's truck month, and that's the best-selling truck in the whole freaking universe. Best-selling truck in America. Best-selling truck in the world for 44 straight years. The whole world. There we go. Test drive one today at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Borky, you have a question. Let's see if we have an answer. The highlight, by the way, is out there. Uh, Ole Miss Baseball just just put it out there. So if you want to see a right fielder, definitely not move when the ball is hit. You can I definitely see it. want to see it, so let's let's find this here. Uh, simple question, though. Not hot seat. We've done that. We'll probably do it again. Who has the most to prove in college football in 2022? Not who will lose their job if they don't win enough. Not who will win the national championship or whatever. Simply put... Who has the most to prove? And hey, that up to see, he didn't move. <laughs> he didn't move. He didn't move. And I thought maybe I just misheard you. I thought like, all right, high fly ball, you lose it up there in the. No, it's a line drive. Pass right the, off the bat. That should be pretty basement. easy to track. Oh my god, that's incredible. <laughs> he's not paying attention. Oops. <laughs> he's not yeah, he's, I he's a, ooh, play a butterfly. right field. It's important, you know. You got to know how to catch. Got to know. He's, do, he's doing the Adam Sandler there. Come on, baby. Come on, please. God, don't hit it to me. <laughs> anyway, what's mo- your question? <laughs> most to prove, coaches, most to prove in college football in 2022. Again, not hot seat. Most Scott to Frost. Prove. 
Are we going SEC or like college football? Mine's not in the SEC, so. Okay. It's Scott Frost, and it's not because Scott Frost is very much on the hot seat. It's because it felt like Nebraska made a little bit of progress last year. Like, they were less bad. Their losses were close. They were in games. And Trev Alberts, the new athletics director at the University of Nebraska, decided to give Scott Frost another year. And Scott Frost made some concessions in his contract to hang around for another year. And the pressure is on him to take being close and being less bad and turn it into winning those close games and being a good football team and creating an atmosphere surrounding that program that inspires Nebraska fans to believe that they can be relevant and that they can be competitive and that they are not dead as a football program. And I think that's a lot of pressure because it's not just pressure to win. It's impre- it's the pressure to reinvigorate an incredibly proud and passionate fan base that a lot of are ready to kind of just move on to something else, somebody else. So I'll go Scott Frost. It's a good one. There's a lot of coaches that like they're they're good coaches, winning coaches, but they had big years last year and they gotta prove that that wasn't just a one off. Jim Harbaugh is one of those guys. Finally mm-hmm. gets it done. All right, do it again. Kirby Smart is kind of one of those guys. Won a national title. Okay, well, Georgia's happy about that, but now the appetite has been whetted. They're going to want more. I'm not saying, again, we're not talking about hot seat, but there's there's something to prove of, okay, it wasn't Hold just a You argued against that concept two days ago when Hayden said there's no, or when Borky said there's no pressure on Chris Lavonis. He won a national championship last year. You're like, yeah, I did not, but. I did not say that. I did not say that. I, 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 he said there was no pressure. I'm saying there was pressure. There oh, okay. is pressure. Okay. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, he's arguing against me. My bad. Misinterpretation. How dare you? Anyway. Misinterpretation. I misremembered. Yeah. Did you? Did your headset have a hum in it? What just happened there? Anyway. So Harbaugh, smart. It's what it sounded like. Yeah. Lincoln Riley. All right, you got the big job that evidently that you wanted. You got the big paycheck. Can you bring USC back? There's some big time coaches that have pressure on them this year that have something to prove. Brian Kelly is another one. The one I thought of was Dabo Sweeney. You just don't like him. Well, he's he is at a very I, I say unique. He's lost offensive coordinators before, but this is different. Yeah. So. Yeah, they won. They ended up winning ten games because of a bowl game, but they were nine and three in the worst ACC season in quite some time. wasn't a very good ACC this year. Pittsburgh and Wake Forest met in the conference championship game. Bad ACC. They lose three games. DJ Uyunglele, with all of his NIL endorsements, including Dr Pepper and Heisman odds, regressed dramatically from what you saw in two games the year prior. And then 
he loses longtime defensive coordinator Brent Venables. And to boot, he loses his offensive coordinator and athletic director as well, for whatever that may be worth to you. This is the first time Dabo Sweeney got sabined, where you win and everybody's gone. But he didn't exactly win this past season. They weren't good, and everybody's gone. Lost good players to the draft and lost his longtime defensive coordinator and his OC as well. And then he promoted from within. So, I'm not saying that if he doesn't win at a high level this year, he's not a great coach because he is. You don't win national championships and go to playoffs if you're not a great coach, especially at a program that you kind of built yourself. But if they are still average for them this season, or maybe even worse, it might say a lot about why Clemson was winning as opposed to just it's Dabo's thing. Replacing a guy like Venables, if you don't do it right, says a lot. College football is different than it was even three years ago when he was, or, or whenever they won the national title last. The game has changed with the portal and NIL. There could be the situation of the game has passed him by this quickly. We're going to play a game when we come back that I just dreamed up in my head. Be thinking about your favorite cartoon characters. We'll be right back. In a world full of noise, finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. That's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi. Fox on Tech. Texas is suing Meta over the social network's past use of facial recognition technology. The suit alleges the parent company of Facebook has been storing millions of biometric identifiers contained in photos and videos uploaded by users. Further, it claims they shared that data with third parties who then exploited it. Announcing the lawsuit, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton stated that, quote, Facebook will no longer take advantage of people and their children with the intent to turn a profit at the expense of one's safety and well-being. This is yet another example of big tech's deceitful business practices and it must stop, end quote. Meta, however, is vehemently pushing back, a spokesperson telling me these claims are without merit and they intend to defend themselves vigorously. How this lawsuit shakes out could meaningfully impact their metaverse plans, though. Facebook announced it would stop using the facial recognition tool last November. It made no such promises when building out its metaverse products. Meta recently settled a similar lawsuit for about $650 million with Illinois. The suit is seeking hundreds of billions in damages, but the larger fallout could be to their brand and metaverse plans. With Fox on Tech, Kelly O'Grady, Fox News. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. 
Saving you money, I'm Hillary Barsky. 62 is the earliest age you can sign up for Social Security benefits, and it's important to know several key rules before you claim them. Filing early will generally reduce your monthly benefit for the rest of your life. Full retirement age is either 66, 67, or somewhere in between. But for every month you sign up for Social Security ahead of your full retirement age, your benefit takes a hit. So if it's 67, filing at 62 will result in a 30% reduction. Also, by claiming benefits early could leave your spouse with less money. You can get Social Security retirement and work at the same time, but if you're younger than full retirement age and you earn more than certain amounts, your benefits will be reduced. Say this year, if you're younger than full retirement age, a dollar will be deducted from your benefits for each $2 you earn above $19,560. So just be mindful if you do sign up for benefits before reaching your full retirement age, you will slash them in the process. Saving you money, Hillary Barsky, Fox News. From the Magnolia State to the world, you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi. at supertalk.fm. Talk Mississippi continues. Mississippi State, 40 minutes away from first pitch tonight in Pearl. Southern Miss is the home team. Ole Miss and ULM tied at one in the bottom of the fifth inning. Jack Washburn on the mound today for Ole Miss has gone five innings and has allowed one run in the game. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, we were talking about coaches that have the most pressure in 2022 in college football. I went with Scott Frost. Haydad went with some of the big-name guys who either have won in the past and need to win again or have accepted new jobs with massive expectations. And Michael Borky went a little bit different route. He went with Davo Sweeney. And I don't know why the human brain sometimes works the way it did, but there was something that popped into my head when Michael Borky mentioned Davo Sweeney's name. And it leads me to say we need to play this game. No deep thinking. It's just the first reaction you get. I mentioned a college football head coach, and the first cartoon character that comes to mind when I mention that coach's name. Okay? Sure. Davo Sweeney. That's who we were talking about a second ago. First cartoon character that comes to mind when I mention Davo Sweeney. Foghorn Leghorn. Okay. Superman. Scooby-Doo. Roro, Richard. Dabby, dabby, do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Lane Kiffin. Randy Marsh from South Park. Michael. Uh, I want to hear your reason for that. I got to be honest. Um, no reason, Ar- just first reaction. Archie. Eeyore. Oh, especially in press conferences, yeah. We're not very good. Oh, as me. Fans need I'm to proud. show up on Saturday. Proud of the way the offense played on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get better on defense. Yeah. Uh, Mike Leach. Mugsley. Oh, that's a good one. I don't know. <laughs> 
just how he it just sounds what he sounds like. Borky? I, I don't know cartoons like most people do. I never watched them growing up. Whoever the pirate is at the beginning of SpongeBob. Yeah. The, I, I'm kind of like you, Borky. I'm, I'm kind of limited to like the cartoons of my youth because I'm not a South Park guy and I'm not a SpongeBob guy and a you know all of that. So, I mean, I'm like trying to come South up. South Park is one of the from... cartoons of Borky's youth. Is the problem there? It's, that explains a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. I grew up on that. Hey, it's time for bed. Okay, parents go downstairs, run back. South Park came on. Perfect. There's got to be a Simpsons character. That Mike Leach falls into, right? Sam Pittman. Well, now we've got a, a Simpsons character. He could be Homer. Don't. Oh. Yeah. Sam Pittman. Nobody, Borky? I, I, Nobody you, comes man, to I, mind? I don't know cartoon characters. It's just, and it's not like, oh, I was a kid, I played outside. I, I didn't, that's just not something that I, I didn't watch wrestling either. I don't know what it is. Does Hank Hill work for Sam Pittman? That's a good one. Well, that is a good one. He's more a Bill Dotrieff, isn't he? Hi, Hank. You know. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell, Richard? Okay. That's I'm seeing English, Borky. You speak English. It's uh, a pretty good impression, too. Yeah. My Hank Hill's not it's not terrible. No. What about no, Jimbo not. in this? What happens if they roll out another nine and now, three? Jimbo is Elmer Hank Hill. Fudd. Or is there one that talks really, really fast? That's Boomhauer. Yeah, Jim, Jimbo Jimbo's is Boomhauer. That dang old Texas thing and them man, we just get out there and then give it to spread the field and just get on out there and just we gonna we gonna recruit and it got nothing to do with NIL, man. It's just, it's just players want to come here. They love that gigantic statue of a class ring on campus. That's why they're there. He could be the voice on the other end of the phone line in Charlie Brown. He could, but you can't understand. <laughs> Kiffin and Lee, Beavis and Butthead. That's actually pretty good. <sighs> Could Mike be Charlie Brown? Nah, he understand Mike. But Mike, Mike and Kiffin as Beavis and Butthead is pretty funny. Oh, hey, Lane. <laughs> we have found a hidden talent for you. Uh, it's, it's not hidden. I do impressions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to spread the field. Matt Corral. Yeah. That, that was always Mullen-esque there. You got to work on that. Uh, somebody said that sure is a good Hank Hill impression. I see propane and propane accessories. <laughs> you will taste taste the meat, not the heat. Jeez. Oh man, that's really good. <laughs> Thank you. That's, Thank that's, you. That's well done. It's not bad. Uh, well done. Uh, you want to be part of the conversation? Ceasefire text line is the way to do it. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Lonnie went with Deputy Dog and. Is that Ricochet Rabbit? I don't remember Ricochet Rabbit. I remember Deputy Dog. Hmm. Um. Wayne Brent. Is that a name you recognize? Absolutely. Former, People our age should recognize that name. 
He was a high school basketball coach at Provine. Mm-hmm. Coached the combination of Justin Reed, David Sanders, and Aaron Harper, the Provine posse. When the three of them came and joined the Ole Miss basketball team, so did Wayne Brent. And he was an assistant coach at Ole Miss for a while under Rod Barnes. Mm-hmm. And most recently, he's been the head coach at Jackson State. And you, you left out another stint in high school at Callaway, where he won state championships, and Coach Malik Newman. That's right. That's right. Wayne Brent has been a part of basketball in the state of Mississippi for a long time now. And he is retiring as head coach at Jackson State. And now, Borky, do we have this as like a legitimate report, or is this like somebody that reported Deion Sanders' staff is going to this be? This is Deion's Jeff like, Goodman. Okay. Mm. Now, he said front runner. That doesn't mean it's done, but. I just remember when somebody reported, uh, uh, reported what Coach Prime's staff was going to be. He said it was not accurate and got all kinds of mad about it. Jeff Goodman feels like you can rely on him. He's still sour about Rick Ray, but other than that. He is, um, I heard that on the, uh, they've got that late at night Field of 68 podcast, and he referenced, something about not sure what Mike White was going to do, and he's like, I don't know what Scott Strickland's going to do. you got to remember, this is the guy that went and hired Rick Ray to try and clean things up at Mississippi State. Oh, but that's not what he's sour about. He always thought that Ray got fired too early. Oh, he 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 railed on state for hiring Howland, like or for like they didn't give Ray enough time. Like what? Front runner, according to Jeff Goodman, to replace Wayne Brent is Jackson, Mississippi's own Mo Williams. Shout out to Murrah. Murrah High, Alabama. NBA champion? Yeah, Jeff undersold it. That, that's not just Jackson, Mississippi's own former NBA player, Mo Williams. That's Jackson, Mississippi's own former NBA player and NBA champion, Mo Williams. Guy's got a ring. He does. You remember the shoes he wore? Those red shoes he wore when he played at Alabama? Yeah, yeah. A good player. Good yeah. player. How cool is that, though? I mean, seriously, Jackson, that's awesome. If nothing else, even if he... comes here and doesn't win. The fact that you on your campus have prime time, they're the ones that took the flyer on Deion Sanders, remember? I mean, his agent was circulating Deion Sanders into all these open jobs, and none of them were serious. Let's be honest. None of them were serious. He was the offensive coordinator for his son in high school. They came to MRA, got smoked. Remember that? Like two, three years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was the same year. Same year they hired him. Yeah. And they, in Jackson State, did it and look at the rewards. And they're going to share their campus, or Deion Sanders is going to share his campus with a basketball coach who spent over a decade in the league and has a ring. That's really cool. And it's and he's a Jackson, Mississippi native. Yeah. So it's going to mean a little something to him. Yeah. Well, and you would think a guy that might be able to recruit some players out of the city of Jackson whether it's Murrah or Provine or Callaway or wherever it is, perhaps to Jackson State. You think? I mean, you could have won. Mississippi State and Ole Miss could have won a lot of of SEC and maybe I don't know about national, but they'd have been in the mix if they could have kept a lot of those kids in state. 
when you think about the kids out of Mara and the kids out of, out of those those schools, for sure. Yeah. We'll see if it comes to fruition or not, but it is certainly interesting to think about. Kyle says, come on, Brian, do Hank something. Let, let Hank take us to break. What the hell? No. Like, like a Hank Hill said, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. This we'll be Sports right back. Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you, and it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Fox on set. We all now have digital assistants that we carry around in our pockets. They have names like Alexa or Siri or just Google, but artificial intelligent assistants are now developed and marketed to all sorts of industries, and that includes healthcare. The number of administrative tasks that take up our time is just skyrocketed. These days, physicians are the highest paid data collectors in the world. Muthu Alagapan is the chief doctor at Notable, which is a software company and not a clinic but they now sell medical practices, AI, to help keep physicians working on patients and not paperwork. We believe much of that administrative repetitive work can be done through automation. So this may be, you know, collecting a outstanding balance from a patient. It could be reminding a patient when they're due for a particular type of care. And while you're not likely to be examined or operated on by a robot, your nurse may have been scheduled by one. With Fox on Tech, I'm Eben Brown, Fox News. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. Getting back to school. Miss learning from school interruptions will cost kids $17 trillion globally and lost earnings over their lifetime, according to a recent report from the United Nations and the World Bank that equals about 14% of today's global GDP. Here's a former member of the Baltimore City Board of Education and economist Anabon Basu, CEO of Sage Policy Group. It means that the world is less prepared for its future. There's going to be more poverty. There's going to be more people out of work. The new estimate of $17 trillion far exceeds the $10 trillion estimate from a year ago, a sign that learning losses are snowballing as closures continue nearly two years after the start of the pandemic. But experts say the accumulating educational losses can be reversed, but priority must be set on opening schools full-time for in-person learning and offer supplemental learning through after-school or summer programming. Getting back to school, Lydia Hu, Fox News. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. On Wednesday, the Mississippi Senate passed a recently altered teacher pay raise bill by a vote of 52 to 0. The House bill, which now includes the language of the Senate's original pay raise, would supply a teacher pay raise of roughly $4,800 to teachers after the first two years. It would also provide additional pay bumps at five-year intervals. According to Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman, 
It was imperative to use the language from the Senate's proposal. We have a stair step uh, on ours where you get bumps every year, but in the fifth year you get a bigger bump, in the tenth year you get a bigger bump. And we did that to retain uh, teachers where we thought we would lose them at those particular times. Our bill was written basically by teachers, the truth be known. We had those five meetings plus other meetings with teachers, and we came up with a with a compensation program that the teachers wanted, and that's, that's what we have proposed. The bill will now head to the House, where it could accept the changes or seek final negotiation. Gallo here. Look, we all know this. Increasing your ACT score could save you thousands of dollars in college tuition. The Jumpstart Test Prep Online Review has helped thousands of students improve their scores, and they can help you too. JumpstartTestPrep.com reviews all the must-know contents and provides the tips, the strategies, and timed practices you need. Purchase the entire review or just the subjects you need the most help with at JumpstartTestPrep.com. Use promo code JUMP, J-U-M-P, at the checkout to save 30% on your purchase. JumpstartTestPrep.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. All summer and fall, you've heard our Food Fridays, presented by our friends at Polk's Meat. With the temps starting to fall, maybe you're slowing down on grilling, but that's no reason to slow down on the delicious meats from Polk's. Whether it's ham or smoked sausage, whether it's gumbo, jambalaya, or a big breakfast spread, make sure it's Polk's. Why? You know why. Because picky people pick Polk's. Get the news that matters to Mississippi on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Each weekday starting at 10 a.m., Gerard brings you a spirited debate on the key stories of the day with the newsmakers and powerful reporting on the issues you care about. Listen on your local Super Talk station or anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. And watch the show live on C Spire Channel 70, Super Talk TV, and on the Super Talk Mississippi app. Mm, from the flatlands of Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Every minute worth waiting for. Super Talk Mississippi. After a bases loaded walk to Tim Elko, and now Kevin Graham at the plate, guy who uh, sometimes hits home runs. So if he uh, maybe he hits one here, I, mean, I guess there are lots of guys that sometimes hit home runs. Uh, Wait, are, no, you saw oh, that? Did, no, I didn't. I you did saw that? I just that looked up and he hit a grand slam. Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's no way that's real. I promise. I just looked down, and it ball was in the air. I'm going to clip that tomorrow, no doubt. No way. <laughs> well, it's now well, seven to I, one. I was, I was, what happened? I, they, I, it, it cut out on me. Were you not, who did you predict to win a, who did you predict to hit a home run? Was it Elko? No, Richard. Like in the most monotone looking straight out. I got the monitor up over here. I've got the game going on. It's like Ole Miss leads three to one after a bases loaded walk to Tim Elko. And Kevin Graham comes to the plate, who sometimes hit home uh, hits home runs. And he hit a grand slam. Grand slam. Well, there you go. Like after he said I, the I word, I was in the process runs. of saying, but lots of guys sometimes hit home runs. Boom. Well, there you go. Anyway, it's now seven to one. Ah. Uh, Let's do the Wheel of Fortune clip. Yes. Wheels on. 
Okay. Set it up for me. Well, we've got to set it up first, because the people need to know, since you can't see it, how egregious these mistakes are. So, the category is phrase, and they have completed on the board another feather, blank space, N, Y, blank space, U, R, blank space, A, blank space. It is very clearly another feather in your cap if you have half a brain. Here is how that transpired. I'll solve. Okay. Another feather in your hat. Christopher. Six fifty. G. No G. Thomas. Uh oh, the bankrupt country. Lori, have another shot at it. You can spin the wheel or try to solve the puzzle. I'll solve. Okay. Another feather. In your lap. No. All of the feather is moving around. <laughs> Christopher. Nine hundred. D. No. Thomas. Nope. Well, Thomas, I think the wheel got. Laura, you have another opportunity here. You can spin the wheel. You can try to solve the puzzle. What do you want to do? Go ahead and spin if you don't know. I'm going to go ahead and yeah, spin. Yeah, don't get buzzed out here on time. Well, what letter would you like? A P? Yes, there's a P. <laughs> spin or solve? I will solve. Okay. Another feather in your map? Christopher, it's your turn. <laughs> oh my goodness. The bankrupt got you. Thomas, you have no money. I don't know what you're going to spin. You're going to I'll, try to I'll spin. Okay. So, what letter would you like? A C. Is there a C up there anywhere? There you go. You want to solve this? Yeah, I'll solve. Another feather in your cap. Yeah, there you go. That is painful. That's tough. That's AJ went on Twitter today and vote and had about an eight, jobs. an eight tweet deal saying, "Look, don't be mean. If you've never played the game in person, you don't understand the pressure and the spotlight and the lights, and sometimes you just blank out and." Yes, I try to have fun with contestants, but it, I genuinely feel bad for them when they get stumped. And oi, oi, oi! I don't feel bad for them. I feel bad for us. We exist among these people. Another feather they could just in pass your us map? on the street, and we wouldn't know. Another feather in your map. Another feather in your map. Another feather in your lap. In your lap. You were holding a bird. I think feather. she got so stumped when it wasn't hat. Yeah. That she was just like, she was convinced it was something AP. What's so funny about that? AT. Like, each spin or answer, I thought, okay, they're going to get it now. 
and, and just somehow it impossibly kept going for two minutes. And then a bankrupt and a lose turn uh, mixed in that. Just treacherous. Somebody says on the ceasefire text line, this is painful. Jeez, where do they get these people from? Oh, I took a shot at Southern Miss in there. Hey, big rivalry game tonight. We did get a question. What coach would be Popeye the Sailor Man? I had my answer. You guys agree? I went Kyle Whittingham. That's a good choice. You ever seen John Cohen's forearms, though? My gosh. Yeah, but he's not John. He's not Kyle Whittingham, though, is he? I mean, I'm just saying. They're, they're big. Okay. I mean, it would have been Ed Orgeron, who, by the way, yes. I saw reporting recently no. that he's going to come back to coaching soon. Ed Orgeron is more Brutus than uh, than a good call. Popeye. Larry Fedora might fall into the Popeye category. Fedora could be Popeye. Remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> the head coach of the Birmingham Stallions, of course. Yeah. Somebody said this, thank goodness it was not a feather up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, yeah. If it was just three letters, I wonder, you know, if they didn't have the, Indeed. if they didn't have the second letter being an A. Are you allowed to say this on the television? <laughs> oh, oh! That was the FCC <laughs> beef. That was not a. You missed. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we talked earlier in the show today. If you missed it, you can get it on demand uh, to uh, Stefan Krasnick about. Combine starting today, all that's going on in uh, in Indianapolis. You guys interested in the Combine? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, there's definitely some stuff to watch there, yeah. I, I did find this interesting. So there's uh, other guys you know, not working out at the Combine, whatever. It's not just Matt Corral. The list honestly continues to grow. Um, a draft expert said, in terms of the importance, order of importance this week, Interviews were number one. That workouts were not the most important thing this week. Now, some guys can elevate their game if they run a 4-3, you know, or run a 4-8, or only do 15 bench presses. Like, your stock can change with the workouts as well, but he said when talking to GMs and stuff like that, they say that the interviews are the most important thing that happens this week. Ahead of workouts, ahead of doing the drills, it's the interviews that they value the most here. Found that interesting. Hmm. That is fascinating. It makes sense, though. It does. I mean, you, you've seen the guys throw. You've seen them run. Maybe you haven't seen a three-cone drill. You, you can watch them and decide whether or not they're strong or not. But you don't get that one-on-one -on -one time, that opportunity to really talk and kind of dig in and understand what these guys know. So maybe that makes some sense. Actually, makes a lot of sense. Tomorrow, the Gallows Show and Middays with Gerard Gibbert will be broadcasting live at MEC Capital Day from a new location, the Trademark uh, in Jackson. You'll hear from Governor Tate Reeves, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman, Speaker Philip Gunn, Secretary of State Michael Watson, Mike Cheney, the Insurance Commissioner, and many other state leaders to register to attend. You can still go to MEC.MS. That's Capital Day tomorrow for Gallows starting at 6 a.m. and Gerard at 10. So be sure to check that out right here on Super Talk Mississippi tomorrow. Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. 
Check them out online at visitoxfordms.com. They've got the calendar of events where you can see all that's happening in and around Oxford, not just throughout the spring, but throughout the entire year, but especially this spring, a lot of events. Got the uh, Ole Miss baseball calendar on there, and, of course, the double-decker coming up in April what, the 22nd and 23rd. You can follow them on all of their social media accounts, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and, of course, Facebook at Visit Oxford MS. Will you guys watch NFL Network coverage of the Combine? No doubt. Some of it, yeah, for sure. Mostly just to see Rich Eisen run the 40 where they, nah, they put his 40 next to the players. That's Combine coverage. Come on. Yeah. Is that the thing that more people are interested in than anything else at the Combine, though? The 40s? Or no, Rich Eisen running in a suit. It, it, outside of the draft lovers, yes. Remember the show Pros versus Joes? Yeah. How awesome was it to see average dude get absolutely smoked by washed-up professional athlete? It was great. Yeah. We need more of that, honestly. People are getting too cocky on the streets now, thinking they can score points in NBA games and stuff like that. We need to set them straight. We'll wrap it up with you next. Sports Talk Mississippi. Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. There's a new big expenditure for political candidates, security on the campaign trail. Candidates for the House and Senate have disclosed they spent $3 million on security-related expenses in 2021. That's up from the 2019-2020 cycle, when candidates allotted $385,000 for security. The re-election campaign of Democratic Arizona Senator Mark Kelly spent $300,000 alone. Kelly's wife is former Democratic Arizona Representative Gabby Giffords. She was shot in the head during a mass shooting at a weekend town hall event in Tucson in 2011. Democratic Georgia Senator Raphael Warnock spent $300,000 on security. GOP Texas Senator Ted Cruz exhausted $250,000. And Democratic Missouri Congresswoman Cori Bush, $170,000. Bush's car was just riddled with gunfire in St. Louis. The Congresswoman was not harmed. The Federal Election Commission has loosened restrictions on campaign spending for personal and home security. And all threats are just not physical. Candidates are also susceptible to cyber attacks. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News. Mississippi news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi news. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. 
Fox on Tech. Texas is suing Meta over the social network's past use of facial recognition technology. The suit alleges the parent company of Facebook has been storing millions of biometric identifiers contained in photos and videos uploaded by users. Further, it claims they shared that data with third parties who then exploited it. Announcing the lawsuit, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton stated that, quote, Facebook will no longer take advantage of people and their children with the intent to turn a profit at the expense of one's safety and well-being. This is yet another example of big tech's deceitful business practices, and it must stop, end quote. Meta, however, is vehemently pushing back, a spokesperson telling me these claims are without merit and they intend to defend themselves vigorously. How this lawsuit shakes out could meaningfully impact their metaverse plans, though. Facebook announced it would stop using the facial recognition tool last November. It made no such promises when building out its metaverse products. Meta recently settled a similar lawsuit for about $650 million with Illinois. The suit is seeking hundreds of billions in damages, but the larger fallout could be to their brand and metaverse plans. With Fox on Tech, Kelly O'Grady, Fox News. Catfish farming has always been a passion for me. I was raised up on a catfish farm. I was born into it. But the only thing I love more than catfish farming is my children and my family. I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi, and I'm proud to be the 2020 Mississippi Catfish Farmer of the Year. People all across America love to eat U.S. farm-raised catfish, and I'm proud to be able to produce it right here in the Mississippi Delta. Here in Seaspire country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24 7 at supertalk.fm. Check this out. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi with you one last time. We got hoops tonight. Hoops at the hump. It'll be a new look hump when uh, Mississippi State next takes the floor, right? Should be correct. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they stay. I, I saw John Cohen tweet something today that had the uh, you know those signs that they put out on construction projects. It's already out there in front of the hump. Yeah, pardon our progress, future renderings, etc. I just found out another person blocked me on Twitter that I have literally never tweeted at. Who's that? I don't know. Just some random. I think he's a state fan. You're not going to tell. You're not going to say his name. You're not going to give him. No, the I'm not going to do that to him. No, that's not nice. What do you? I mean, he blocked you. I need to find out why this person doesn't like me. The good news is, and I, I may be giving this away, but I can always just switch over to the Sports Talk Mississippi account. See what's going on there. Oh, okay. Are you going to like send him a direct message wanting to know why he blocked you? Just bothersome? Uh, no, no. I'm, I, I'm, I'll, I'll let the guy live, but, you know, what did I ever do to you, sir? Why are you not putting him on blast? 
Because that's not, that's not nice. I'm not a doxer. I wasn't suggesting that you, um, like, give us his name, date of birth, social security, and hometown. That's just not, you know, it's not worth it. Okay. How you feeling about basketball tonight? Hey, Deb? I feel like State's going to lose. I mean, they're playing top 10 team. Uh, they're not playing well as a team right now. I mean, they're, they're, they, they, you know, their, their, their tournament, uh, fate is all, is already sealed. You know, I think Auburn's going to come in and get the win. If you happen to find yourself in the sports book at Timeout Lounge at the Pearl River Resort and you saw that Auburn was favored by four, would you be tempted to lay the four points? That that line stinks. That line, that's a it trap. It smells fishy, doesn't it? Something's, something's not right. So no, I'm I, I wouldn't touch this one. But that's a weird line. Borky, Auburn's not been playing great as of late. Well, and Ole Miss covered last night too. So, does the state ride the heater? Why you got to make everything about all this? Yeah, I know, right? Oh, my God. How dare I? <laughs> what was uh, the number on the Ole Miss-Kentucky game last night? 17. Oh. That's a, That's big, a big line. Number. This is four. Yeah. Right, it's yeah. at home, though. The uh, Storm Chasers are in town. Hmm. I feel like they think they're going to walk into a raucous environment because Auburn's in town, and they're going to be sorely disappointed. They're going to be they're going to, they're going to be sitting with the Auburn fans after about the first half. True or false? There will be more Auburn fans than Mississippi State fans inside Humphrey Coliseum tonight. That's false, but I have heard that Auburn's bringing a big crowd. But they, had a, they had a couple thousand in Oxford. I'm saying it was about 50-50 in Oxford. I, well, that then, was on a Saturday afternoon, not a, yeah, this not is a Wednesday, Wednesday at eight o'clock. I mean, that's a little different. I suppose that does make a difference. Yeah, but though I think they, I have heard that they brought, they're bringing two buses of students. So Auburn, that's what I heard. They started not, traveling, man. Not, not buses fans. of students. That's crazy. Not that, not, not that the university's doing it. I think that they the students are chartering buses. That's crazy. That's it, awesome it, for the SEC. You, it is but that's a crazy. Thing. Yeah. yeah. This league, man. Auburn's twenty-five and four. So, so somebody asked us earlier. I mean, be honest. Is there a path for Mississippi State to the tournament? And the answer uh, is. I mean, yeah, it's not. It, it is a path that is fraught with obstacles, but they're 54 in the RPI. They pick up a win tonight. It'd be a quad one win. Problem is, Mississippi State's two and eight against the against quad one. Here's what I don't understand, honestly, about the net. South Carolina now has a better resume than Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. They got two quad one wins, four quad two wins, nine SEC wins, and they split with Mississippi State. And yet South Carolina's 91 in the net, and Mississippi State is 54. I don't get it. But it's okay. So uh, Mississippi State, for a tip-off at 8 tonight, is that right? 
8 p.m. at the home. Give me a, a late night for your friend Brian. You excited? I mean, I'm always excited to podcast and talk sports with my, my MSU friends and family. Alabama is a 10-point favorite tonight at home against Texas A&M. Yeah, Mississippi State is a four-point underdog at home against Auburn. And Arkansas, a five-and-a-half-point uh, five favorite at home against LSU. That also is an 8 o'clock tip-off. Thanks for being with us. Have a great Wednesday night. We'll be back with you tomorrow afternoon at 3. It's Sports Talk Mississippi. Good night. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.